the year is 2021. With Joe Biden as the president of the United States, not even two full months into his reign as the leader of the United States of America, there have already been bombings in Syria led from the United States. Big talk over the weekend about Donald J. Trump running for Congress in 2022. Are hurricanes coming back as soon as May? Or is one mask not enough? Do we need three? The social climate in America has skyrocketed into pure, full-blown chaos. No one knows who they should hate or who they should love. Does love even exist anymore? Let's be honest. You guys really don't give a shit about any of this. (laughs) Let's have some fun. you guys for tuning into this episode of Organic Poison, Sickest in the South. I'm going to try to make this intro uh, a little short and sweet. Um, today's episode, I've got my uh, dear friend Alexander Fletcher on here, uh, Xander Blades. Um, choose your name uh, that you go by, that you use for him, uh, however you want to. Awesome guy, great person to have on the podcast, always amazing person to have in real life to talk to about just about anything. Uh, he is a co-host on a podcast called The Helian Hideout. If you guys find yourselves, um, you know, looking for some new stuff to listen to, we talk about it on the, uh, on this episode, but I'm just telling you again, I've talked about it before. If you find yourself interested in listening to things about movies, video games, anime, Music and uh, various other things. Definitely check out their podcast, Hilly and Hideout. Uh, go show them some love. Tell them I sent you. Um, either way, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, it's awesome to have Alex back on here. Me and Alex have been friends for a really long time. I would like to say that he was my first best friend. I think that that uh, still holds up to this day. But um, yeah, I really hope you guys enjoy it. Also, I would be remiss to bring, to not bring up the fact that if you guys are interested in supporting this podcast, you can either contact me personally uh, via Instagram or email at gmail.com – or excuse me, at organicpoisonmedia at gmail.com. Uh, and just you know whether it whether it is you want to you want me to come get on your podcast you're interested in getting on the podcast or if you are interested in donating money because I don't have sponsors and it uh, takes a lot of time to make podcasts and music 
which, uh, you know, I'm always open and appreciative of people who are interested in sponsoring and supporting. And if you have something you'd like, you know, if you, if you'd like for me to actually shout out your business or shout, shout you out or shout out your new single or something like that, like, just let me know. Hit me up. I'm not like, uh, I don't have set prices for anything. I need, I need the money to go towards, to dump back into all of this. So, um, yeah, or you can just shoot me some cash. PayPal.com slash Shane is O. My, uh, and if that doesn't work out, you just hit me up. We'll, we'll work something out. Um, either way, thank you so much. More importantly than you guys sending money is that you listen to this podcast and that you share it with your friends. I can't stress you enough. I can't stress to you enough how important it is for you guys to share this. It's not just posting a Facebook status, though it helps, but different things you can say or do to your friends to convince them to either get into podcasts or just get into this podcast in general. I'm not saying that they have to start making them, but there's a lot of podcasts out there, and there's guarantee you that there's one with things that you or your friends are interested in. Um yeah, last but not least, I do want to say, coming up soon is the Best of the Pine Belt Awards. Whenever that happens, I'm going to need all hands on deck. I'm going to need everybody who listens to this podcast on a regular basis, or if you're a first-time listener, I need you to vote for this podcast. You'll be seeing me post all kinds of things about it online, and we'll definitely be talking about it on here some more when the time comes, which is right around the corner. Um I'm going to need you guys to vote for this podcast. Uh, I'm going to need you guys to vote for uh, my music. Obviously, if you guys have someone else, if you're from the Hattiesburg area and you have someone else that is higher up in line, I'm not offended. This is not a thing where I get paid a bunch of money or I get some kind of sick deal out of it. It doesn't work like that. It's just for recognition and to show the appreciation for the calls. Uh, so whenever that comes out, I'm going to really need you guys to help me get on that. Um, we've got, you know, for the Organic Poison, the podcast, and my music as well so it'll be fun and if we don't get the noms so what we got them last year at least we can say we did it the first time (laughs) anyway and also still pretty confident that we had the first rap song to ever get nominated for song of the year and the best of the pine belt awards i could be wrong but i haven't i've been saying that all year no one has corrected me yet so um I'm just going to rock and roll with it. I'm pretty sure that's the case. I didn't just pull that out of my ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope you guys are having a good time. hope you guys enjoy this episode. And as I said before, be sure to share with your friends. Tell your mom. Tell your pop. This is going to be our year. We're about to go hard this year. Thank you guys so much. You're awesome. I said it a million times. I'm going to say it again. You're awesome. I hope we don't get too lost in the rabbit rabbit hole here on this podcast, but I want you guys to listen to the whole damn thing. Right on. Turn up. Raise hell. Let's go. You and me, we come from different worlds. You like to laugh at me when I look at other girls. Sometimes you're crazy, and you wonder why. I'm such a baby because the cowboys make me cry. This is Organic Poison, Sickest in the South, episode 40. The countdown to episode 50. Yes, that's right. Including this episode, we have 10 episodes left to get 
to episode 50. And I'm looking forward to the guests that I have up until that point, starting with my boy, my homie, my brother, Xander Blades. Welcome back on the podcast, bro. Yo, I'm still not a fan of this name, but like, (laughs) it's the name on James' show. So yeah, like it works, I guess. AKA Alex Fletcher. My my uh dear friend, well, you ain't gotta throw my damn government name out there in the streets. What the fuck, man? Oh yeah, gunshots in the back. Oh shit. Well, I mean, it, it, the the thing about it is, is uh, Xander Blades works, but the thing is, is people only know of you from the podcast. If say if it's not people that you actually know that's listening yeah, yeah. to the shows, if they just hear Xander Blades, well, I guess I mean. I guess really you could build yourself as an entity of Xander Blades. It's not a bad idea. I mean, like, uh, yeah, I'm going to get an Instagram tomorrow. Well, yeah, I, man, I'm going to start. Yeah. I wasn't even going to go there. I wasn't even going to push you for the social media. I was just going to say, in reality, I mean, you're already pretty reclusive when it comes to uh, like the the internet. So for you to build an alternate identity or just have your name as Xander blades, it's really not a bad idea because then it's just like, Oh, well, just even more so of a reason for Alex to not uh, have his name out there. Just like we don't have your face out there. I mean, there's pictures of you on the internet, but like other than that, you have no footprint. So it's very true, (laughs) but you're also one of the only people that I know that is like in our age group that doesn't. So, I mean, it's pretty crazy to think of that somebody that just doesn't have a Facebook. And even if you do have an Instagram and you're just lurking everyone, you're doing a great job not letting anyone know that you exist on there. I thought like, uh, doesn't TJ have one? Yeah. Yeah. He okay. has one. But he, but like, you would never know. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't even know if he even uses it to lurk anymore. Probably not. So when we're going to this uh, this Grateful Dead concert, you ready? <laughs> what? We're doing this Grateful Dead concert tonight, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. We're just gonna uh, we're gonna live, uh, not live tweet. We're just gonna talk about this Grateful Dead concert. We're gonna watch seven Grateful Dead concerts over and over, so that way we can just explain how we feel. But have you taken your hits of acid yet? Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I'm good. Good to go. I just, I just start talking. I'm like, all right. So when Jerry and I just hear, bow. (laughs) (laughs) It got too real. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, fuck. Why didn't he turn his camera on for that? (laughs) The world needs to see it, bro. (laughs) Damn, that's crazy. Well, before we, before we start back to what I was saying, Xander Blaze, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I got some good reviews from the last time you were on. A handful of people were like, "Oh, glad to hear Alex talking," because nobody ever gets to see you. Which technically, these days, a lot of us don't get to see each other anyway. Anybody, yeah. <laughs> but for you, like as it's been said already on this podcast, you don't have a footprint on social media, so people don't even really get to check up and see what's going on. It's like even if a homie ain't doing nothing, it's like you still like to like. Just hear what they got to say, especially yeah. after, after a year like this past year. It's like, man, what you, you know, like, it ain't, people, people want to know that you're alive, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, like some, some old, some old friends of mine, like, had recently hit me up and they were talking. They were like, dude, I ain't even know you alive, man. It's like, bro, I swear to God, I thought you were dead. 
Because I, I had no contact with these people in like probably like close to four or five years or whatever. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of work to get you out of the house in the first place. So yeah, it is. It's like so if there's more incentive to not get out the house, you're like, well, fine by me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because there was like a bunch of those memes going out about uh, I think when the pandemic first started, and people were like introverts during a pandemic. And I, I remember just sending them to a few of my friends and just laughing about it. Be like, yeah, bro, this, this is, this is nothing for me. Yeah. That, <laughs> I'm completely okay. The thing if anything, with, it's bad. Yeah. I was like, the thing with, uh, it's like social distancing, uh, you know, and like it said, like three or four different things that came with like quarantine. And it's like, yeah. it's like, this is just a problem for y'all. I've been doing this shit for most of my life. So yeah, I've been prepping for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm very well prepared. But, uh, but yeah, before we started recording, we were talking about the uh, movie that I have on right now. Um, you know, we were talking about how, or I was saying how I think that, I think that the Ghost Rider movie kind of blows ass. Now, yeah. I've talked about this and I've heard other people talk, like Timothy has talked about it. Jason has talked about it. I'm talking about it. I'm sure a lot of other people have talked about it. It's like, it's a, it's a blow ass movie. It has its redeemable qualities. Like anything with Nick Cage in is worth watching at least once, but it also has Eva Mendez. And, but outside of the actors and the actresses, it's like, who like this movie is such a drag. Like, like I was saying how it's like, it has dark elements, but it's like how you said a campy movie. Like, it's just like, ah, uh, it's like, pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just very run of the mill, like, like shot, like a Spider-Man movie, but it's nowhere near as exciting. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, well, this is like what, 2007, I think. So right before the big, uh, right before the big MCU kind of broke out and did his thing, like they weren't really, this is back when they were just shoving out random superhero films. Right. And this is just one of them. <laughs> so yeah. it was kind of, I think it was like PG 13 too. So Ghost Rider, I really don't know that much about it, but I know it's supposed to be dark and I mean, it's a damn superhero from hell. So you would think it'd be rated R or something, but right. it's funny. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I'll be curious to see if they do decide to bring Ghost Rider, whether it be back to be in the MCU or if they see, I don't know. Are they doing any, are they planning on doing any more like standalone, like outside of the MCU? I think, uh, I think Dr. Strange is supposed to be the one that they're supposed to be bringing all the magical superheroes through. Like, I guess he has ties to Ghost Rider and I think they're doing something with WandaVision too, but I'm not too sure. Like at this point, in my opinion, like, after the end game, I'm pretty much done. <laughs> like anything else that comes out, I may watch it, but eh. I just started watching WandaVision not that long ago. It was actually pretty good. Man, I heard it was ass. At, like the first two episodes apparently are like such a drag. But they say by, it's weird. by the time you yeah. get closer to the end of it or whatever, it's like, holy shit, like this is genius. But uh, also the way it seems like to me, this is coming from someone who hasn't seen WandaVision. Is it seems like they're really trying to open the floodgates and prepare you for more of their movies having shit to do with how they're about to do the new Spider Man, like multi universes and shit, multi the yeah, that, stuff. Yeah, that shit that that's starting to kind of get on my nerves. It's like everybody's doing that now. Like ever since the Flash started talking about that on the CW show with the multiverse and this alternate alternate uh, universes and all that crap, now everybody's doing it. 
Well, I can go ahead. But, I mean, if, I if they can do it well, then what, why not? Yeah, by all means. But the thing is, I think they're going to have a problem with the reception of that. I think they're going to have, and I guess that's why you have things like WandaVision and movies like Spider-Man to introduce you to the concepts, because that's going to be hard for regular people to keep up with. Like, it's going to hard if it gets too confusing, people are going to lose interest. But in the same breath, like I said, you, if you can train people's brains to be prepared, like, I mean, nobody was like just born ready for fucking 30 movies to all be like coincide with each other. You know what I'm saying? Beforehand, but then it happened yeah. and people grew with that. I don't want to say mindset, but they, they adapted to how that was supposed to work and they did it perfectly. This idea of the multiverse in multiple movies, let's just say another 30 movies. I don't think it's exactly 30 movies. It's probably 20 or something like that, but uh, with and the TV shows and all that crap. Right. It's like, if they find, if they find a way to bring this in now, mind you that it makes, it makes the, uh, the content pool, like, I mean, endless, like, I mean, it's like, it opens it up to everything, especially once you start getting the X-Men in there and all the stuff that comes from those movies, that's 20 movies in itself, as far as like spinoffs and, you know, building up or whatever, if they wanted to take that kind of time to do. Yeah. Like they have enough material if they, especially if they get into, I mean, even without trying to dig into this whole like multiple reality type gigs, like they already have, more than enough stuff to keep them occupied for the next 10 years. But if you can imagine them utilizing to the fullest ability of the whole multiverse stuff or whatever for each of the different characters and stuff like that, it's like this could go on for a really long time. Well, I mean, um, that's probably the plan, right? Like, um, I don't know if Kevin Foggy really set up for this the way that he did, you know, with the original run. I guess what a phase one through three or four or whatever. Cause now it kind of seems like they're just picking and choosing shit. Like you got Shane Chi is supposed to be uh, a show that's coming out and you got uh, the winter soldier and the Falcon and you got, it's just, it just kind of seems like he's not as organized as he was at first, which I mean, may be a good or a bad thing, but like I said, I don't really know what's going to happen to the MCU at this point. Well, I mean, to try to be optimistic about it, you can look at it as, well, they have an infinite budget, they have infinite options, and they're on top of the the sphere of, or on top of the spectrum of everything. They they have time to, they just had like the biggest climax in like cinematic history, like with what they did with the last couple of movies surrounding the, you know, the up and leading up to end game. Like that was like, like two or three years there where it was just like, Oh my fuck. Like every movie was breaking records. Like, yeah. So it's like, and, and the people were invested in the story and they were going back and watching all the old movies and everything building up to that. And so now it's like that happens. It's like now they have to start almost at not a clean slate, but they, I mean, honestly, think about it as like WWE. It's like where you have wrestlers that get to their pinnacle and then they kind of just like have to leave. It's like they leave the, the WWE and go to be in movies or analyst or some shit like that. It's like this is the time where they, they're building Marvel characters. They're building their, their IP really. Like they're building their intellectual property and making it to where all these other characters are just as valuable as our, I mean, in theory, and they, Five, six, seven years ago, nobody gave a fuck about Wanda or Vision. You know what I'm saying? And it's like now, yeah. they, now they have their own show. And it's yeah, like, now she's literally—I think now she's seen as being like the strongest person in the Avengers or some shit. 
it's like for people who don't know about the comics, me included. <laughs> like I, I think I've probably done what most normies do, which is looked up YouTube videos and <laughs> kind of got like bits and pieces of information from that. But uh, but yeah, man, it, it's a lot. Like nobody cared about Iron Man, and Robert Downey Jr. made it a thing. Because I think at first, like Spider Man was associated with Marvel. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't think about Marvel unless you thought about Spider Man. Yeah. And see, I think what the MCU did, they kind of made, they made Captain America popular again. They made Iron Man popular. They made Thor popular. That's Spider Man is kind of like a sidekick at this point, but I, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm thinking, what I'm thinking is that he may become the new leader. Maybe. Oh, ab- absolutely. I mean, that's what they're setting him up for because hopefully he, what it is is, is he's going to have, He's like coming of age. Like it's his thing. Like they're, you're going to watch him grow like you watch Harry Potter and he'll turn into, I say Harry Potter because it was over the span of so many movies. But eventually by the end of it, you're like, well, Harry Potter is kind of a tough, tough motherfucker now. Like versus when he was a puny little kid that could barely protect himself. Like in Spider Man, it's like eventually he's going to be, I don't know if you'll look at him as a leader. But, you know, him being like, the, he's the centerpiece. And yeah. I, yeah, I don't know if they did it by design. also didn't expect to talk about this as long as we are, but I don't really care. It's a great conversation. Uh, I just, I always, whenever I get to talk about the MCU, I just start talking about all the, oh, man, this could happen. This could happen. But the, I don't know if they did this on purpose, but it was genius that they started with Iron Man. It was genius that they picked a Robert Downey Jr. Because, I mean, aside from them probably getting a good deal on him because he was getting back into the movie business at the time or whatever, or getting back, you know, his life together, they they could have started. Well, actually they might not have been able to start. They weren't able to start with Spider-Man, were they? Cause they didn't have the rights to Spider-Man. Did somebody else have, oh, I should. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like a uh, Sony had at it. Yeah. Cause I think technically the first, well, the first modern uh, Marvel film was, I think blade and then Spider-Man. And then I think uh, after that, yeah, the MCU started. And see, at the time, I think it was like, it was before the Avengers, like it was, I think, doled out by Paramount. Yeah. See, they didn't really become like the MCU that we know of today, I think, until Disney, the yeah. first Avengers movie had came out. Yeah. Well, see, but even at the end of the first Iron Man, though, they had Nick Fury. Yeah. So they were they were they were going towards I guess trying to make it a universe, but there were a few movies that tried to build universes. I think uh, the fourth Spider Man movie was the, the one with Tobey Maguire, and it, it was supposed to be. I think they were supposed to try to bring in the Sinister Six, but I think the film got canceled. And uh, the amazing hipster boy, aka Andrew Garfield, Spider Man, that was supposed to build the Sinister Six as well. It's like they were supposed they were trying to build. I guess little worlds around separate uh, Marvel characters, but like it just never went anywhere. The MCU was the only one to actually pull it off. I guess that and the X-Men, but different thing, I guess. Sure. Well, but uh, X-Men, they all were kind of, it was all kind of inclusive anyway. Like all the characters were a part of the movies as it was. But I also think that the reason why is because literally, Wolverine is the only person who you could have up until maybe building up the characters and people's minds being adapted to the whole building of, you know, multiple movies with multiple people. Like, yeah, I he was I, always a glue. There was very few, there were very few 
people that you could throw characters in those X-Men movies that it's like, oh, you deserve a standalone film and people are going to yeah. see it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you. I, I don't know if you remember this, but like, I remember they were trying to make a Gambit movie. And I think that uh, that first that first Wolverine film was supposed to be like a, a split because I think Wolverine was supposed to be the one that got his first standalone film. Then they were going to do Gambit. And they were going to do a few other people after that, but it's like the Wolverine movie crashed, so they just cut that off. <laughs> what was the Wolverine movie like? I never even watched it. Uh, talking about origins, yeah. Well, he had like I think Wolverine technically had like three movies. I guess you want to count Logan as that, but really, Logan was kind of a close off for the whole X Men franchise, really. So, um, but it was all right. Like the beginning was really promising, but then again, I mean, it kind of got weird. <clears throat> yeah, of course. <laughs> the The second Wolverine movie after that was good, and it, and it led off into the, I think X Men Days of Future Past or something, which is considered to be one of the best superhero movies out there. Yeah, that's that's what I've always heard. <laughs> I, I never I never saw the whole thing, but. Uh... It makes me want to go back. Those movies and the Star Trek, the recent rendition of the Star Trek movies, I've always wanted to go back and watch all of those movies. Just because it's like they were big movies. The X-Men movies were pretty popular when they were coming out. Yeah. I I think we we watched the first one at your house. I think we were like younger. Well, I think it was on at your house at some point. Which one? What are you talking about? The very first one. The very first X-Men movie. Oh, well, yeah, those. We saw those. But were were those a part of the same... uh, the same story as the uh, the most recent ones. Yeah. Oh well, shit. See, I didn't even. That's what I'm saying. It's like yeah, the X Men. did I mean, it pretty much does have. Uh, it's Fox's version of the MCU. Yeah, but well, like they didn't I, recently. That's a that those the first three X Men movies came out a long fucking time ago. Yeah, X Men was really what you would say. Like, probably kind of start off the whole. What was one of the first superhero films to start off those superhero craze? Because I think the first X Men came out like in two thousand. Yeah. But yeah, um, Deadpool is a part of X Men. Like it's a part of the X Men movies. Like I think somebody had thrown him into the timeline or something. Because he, in the I think in the second movie, he sees the X Men from the, the X Men from the past. You know, like I think they call it like the first class X Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he runs into him. So it's like X Men first class. Uh, Days of Future Past, all of it. It's all in the same timeline. And it ends with Logan. See, that's crazy to me. Because they came out with that movie of that had uh, old Sophie, whatever her name is, from uh, Game of Thrones. Like, yeah. I mean, she was really popular because of Game of Thrones at the time, so I guess that might have been why they built a movie around her character. I don't really know. But I didn't watch the show, so I don't know how important... I mean, I didn't watch the movie, so I don't know how important that character actually was. Oh, uh, talking about Jean Grey? Uh, maybe the Phoenix something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, uh, yeah, it was pretty much a remake of uh the third X Men movie, and apparently, I guess it bombed like the other one did. So, but personally speaking, I enjoyed the first third X Men movie. It was alright for its time, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but like like the first X Men movie. Yeah, I I thought it. I thought it was cool, but also it's like to me, it's insane to think that. Like I was watching that, I didn't know shit about actors at the time, but I thought Hugh Jackman was the coolest thing in the world. Whenever I watched the first X Men movie, because I was a kid, like I was, I was like, man, this guy is the coolest shit in the world. Like, 
Like, it sucks to be him, but like, he's Wolverine. Like, when we were kids, Wolverine was a lot cooler and, uh, prevalent than I guess he is now that there's so many other people that are popular and flooded the market. Oh, yeah. Well, he, he holds on to that title the same way. Like, I guess the MCU people hold on to theirs. Like, he's been playing that part for damn near 20 years. <laughs> he was, he was, he was like the, the, uh, that he was a, the, uh, like, I don't even know what you would say. Like, he was the Tony Stark, Stark before Tony Stark, if that yeah. makes sense. But like, yeah, pretty, obviously, yeah. like, he was like, he was like the Iron Age, uh, Tony Stark, as opposed to like the fucking like platinum metal age, Tony yeah, Stark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of people say they can't see anybody else playing that part. But, uh, Hugh Jackman. Right. That, I mean, and I'm quite sure they're going to recast him, but it's going to be really, I, you know who me, you know who I said they need to get for who Ooh. they should get to play him. And he might be honestly too old, like in real life to get to play him. Cause they might try to go back more to like a, a earlier inception of Wolverine. But I said that they should get fucking homeboy from supernatural. Which one, uh, Jensen or the, uh, Dean. The guy who played, yeah, yeah, Jensen Ackles, I think. Yeah. 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 That would actually make that. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, a middle aged dude, he's Wolverine. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think he would be kick ass to play that role. But in the same breath, it all really depends on where they're going to try to start in the X Men timeline. Yeah. Cause I mean, they could just pick up right after Logan. Yeah. If they wanted to. (laughs) I mean, and I think, well, yeah, they could do that. And then you could just not have a Wolverine, honestly, but you're going to have, I think that they're going to have a real pro. I don't think they should pick up right after Logan though. I think they should go ahead and, and honestly, it would be best for business for them to just start their own, you know, pick their own yeah. online and find a way for it to meet in the middle with the, but what I'm also curious about is if they're going to have it, are they going to like release those movies, start releasing those movies like they did in like with Guardians of the Galaxy? And you're like, hmm, I wonder if this is going to play into the MCU. And it's like, oh shit, like it does. Like we obviously know that if X Men comes out, they're going to find a way to that's going to tie into the MCU. But oh yeah, I, for sure. Because I think they they wanted those characters, but uh, Fox has had them. <laughs> so right, yeah, they, I think now they all that, have like contracts or something on them. Yeah, now they now Disney owns Fox though, so yeah, it's it, it's free for, and that's honestly probably one of the main reasons that they invested the money in Fox was because they're like, well, you know, we've got the biggest movies in the world, and we're going to continue to do that for the next ten years. So let's go ahead and buy Fox. But then that also got them to where they own Disney owns like forty eight percent or fifty one percent of Hulu now too. So, I mean, damn monopolies. Yeah, it it should be illegal what uh, Disney does, but I'm not mad about it yet. So I will be one day, but I'm not right now. It's it's a hard spot to be in. <laughs> like you won't be mad at them, but they're doing pretty good, <laughs> so you can't really be mad at them. Right yeah, now. it's like, well, it's, it's like this is unfair, but then in the same breath, it's like I don't who. The only people who are upset about it is are just haters because it's like I mean everything's good, everything they make is good. Of course. Well, I mean, like, yeah, if you're talking about, like, from an entertainment point of view, yeah, it's, it's good. But it's, like, I guess corporate-wise, it kind of sucks. Well, yeah, I mean, and if you want to get into the conversation about what how Disney has a potential to Disney-fy, Disney-fy everything, like, that kind of blows, too. You know, like, yeah, they try to 
I mean, they, they're, they're very, very pleased. They try to please like too many people and oh, hold on for a second. Okay. Like I'm going to leave all that dead air. <laughs> What's that? You said, I'm going to leave all the dead air in there, by the way. I'm like, yeah, man, uh, <laughs> dead air. We should be good, man. See you later. <laughs> Wait, all right. <laughs> you cut it off like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So I guess, uh, the MCU overall is, I would say it's been a pretty good run. And uh, I like the fact that they're doing these things with these shows and stuff. Cause I think that's what they're actually trying to go for right now. Like the streaming services. Oh, like, yeah. It seems like they're trying to push. I think you can probably get a lot more comic book, uh, centric stuff out. I think you can do more so with that through a TV show than you can with a movie. I think a lot, a lot of them are trying to do it like that now. I mean, why not, you know? And plus, I mean, it like, works out. It gives them time to regroup on the movies. Like they're yeah. doing, I mean, like I said, it's like, uh, your, your WandaVisions are your, is your like birth by sleeps, <laughs> you know, and shit like that. Uh, like, <laughs> good one. yeah. Like that, the Falcon and the whatever the fuck, like whatever that is, like that's your, those kind of movies that are those kind of, uh, it's like a interludes or chain of memories setups. Yeah. And then, and then they've got the Loki movie coming out, which is, you know, that's it's another TV show. C- cinematically speaking, though, I believe they're going to try to do it like how they do the Mandalorian. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And how they do mo- shows that come out on HBO. Like it's like, it's a long movie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like uh, it's like a eight part movie as opposed to being. You know, a TV show. Cause apparently WandaVision is set up like, like, uh, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to take anything away from it, but you know, how like you, you see, I don't know if you've watched the Mandal- Mandalorian, but no, it's pretty much like a long movie. Like it's, it's, it's drawn out, but it's like the quality is there. Like the shot, the scenery is there. Like they're spending money on it. Like it's got a budget, like a, a good budget in comparison. Like all of them yeah, that, that's what uh, budgets, but still, yeah, that, that's what a lot of people say. Is um, when I heard these podcasts is talking about it, they say some of the best things about, I guess, uh, these Disney Plus shows or whatever is that they have that budget, like that movie budget, right? And they said that's actually going to make the show better, unlike uh, you know, regular TV shows where the CGI gets pretty shoddy sometimes, or you know, the practical effects aren't as good or whatever, right? Yeah, well, I mean, for what it's worth, for all to, I digress, but it is all really, really exciting to see what they end up doing with the MCU and how they decide to bring X Men in there and everything else that they decide to do. I'm open for it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting some solid ass internet for a bunch of reasons. One of the reasons is so I can catch up on all those shows. I have Disney Plus, but I can't watch it because my internet sucks balls. So. That's important. <laughs> I have I have a couple of topics that I do want to get to, but before we actually start getting into those, I want to ask you: Holy Christ, have you seen some of the re- releases that are coming out for Paramount Plus? Bro, I thought that was a damn meme when I saw it, dude. <laughs> People dude, were talking shit about Paramount a month a month ago when they said it. I thought it was a joke. Like I, I, I was, I like, remember I seeing it, you had some commercial trying to about crack it, a joke. Or... Dude, they've got new Rugrats, new SpongeBob. They've got a fucking Halo show coming out. 
I ain't, I ain't studying none of that. Yeah, I did see that little, it was a, like a, a CGI looking Rugrats or something. And I was like, oh, so yeah. I guess we're bringing Rugrats back. Yeah, but it, it looks, what's really funny is it looks like we're going back in time with the quality of, uh, like animation. Like it looks like, it looks like the 3D is like when they first learned how to do 3D. Despicable me. Or, or worse than that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like back when, like, like 2011, like when Cartoon Network would switch to some 3D shit for like 40, 14 seconds in an episode because it costs yeah, yeah. money for them to try to do it. What I was saying was, it's like, uh, that's kind of what it looks like. But in the same breath, it might be pretty cool and it's tight. Maybe they're trying to, you know, everybody, it's the wild, wild west right now with people trying to make revive content and stuff like that. Yeah, that's, pull that's pull the IP and everything. That's pretty much why I'm kind of like, eh, on it because so many times when they've tried to like either reboot something or bring something back, they just, it seems like it usually, like they kind of miss the point of it or they can't or the writers don't do it correctly or whatever but it just it doesn't seem to work but hey i mean even hopefully it does right. but yeah paramount getting in is i was watching these people talk about this like bro you a little bit too late to the game like uh hbo max pretty much you know stole the deal they pretty much went hard on everybody i mean they got the new matrix coming out they got this godzilla versus kong they got uh the freaking justice league I guess retooling the Snyder cut or whatever. Like it seems like HBO Max is the one right now. Yeah. No, HBO Max is definitely the one. And you know, what is makes me so curious is why hasn't uh like who owns HBO? I don't know. Like who is the oh, um, who is the I think owner? W WB is the one that's working in conjunction with them, I think. Sure. Yeah, but that was a deal. That was a deal yeah. that was made. That wasn't done because it's like, well, this only makes the most sense. I mean, obviously it made the most sense, but I'm just saying like that wasn't like it was. That's, yeah, that's where the hits are coming from. Yeah. And, and HBO is the catalyst for that as it is. Like they, yeah. they, they're going to get the money for that. Like there's people who will go forever that will go forever without seeing the stuff that's on Disney plus that comes out exclusively on Disney plus because of the fact that they're like, I'm not paying to get Disney plus because it's full of fucking kid shows. Like there's not enough for me to go. And I think that that's going to cause a problem in the future for Disney, but ultimately what's going to happen. I know I'm jumping from thing to thing here, but what's going to happen is they're going to, they're going to go over to where, Instead of you paying for satellite, you're going to be paying for different sets of packages of streaming services. And Disney is already ahead of the curve because they own everything and they're doing the Hulu, ESPN Plus, and the Disney Plus all in one package. Mm. And if you think about it, and this is pretty crazy when you think about it, Hulu has it set up to where and this was before Disney got them where you can pay or before Disney got as much, they already owned a little bit of it, but they didn't own as much as they do now. You can pay like 30 bucks a month on top of your regular Hulu premium account. You can have live cable. So if you think about it, what Disney has what Disney literally owns and is in full control over is they're over sports. They're over 
they're over everything. They have their entire catalog on Disney. The local Weather Channel. <laughs> WLBT. Yeah. Because Hulu has local channels. Yeah. When you pay for the the live shit. And so it's like when you think about it, it's like and, – and they own ABC. <laughs> it's like, I mean, they they have primetime. Like they own Hulu, which does uh FX. You know, even if you don't include their live TV, like all the all the FX shit comes out on uh because they own Fox, the entertainment as- aspect of uh Fox, they own all of it. So, yeah, F- so, yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they're, they're gonna get, yeah, they're gonna get that money pretty much every single way that you can think. But I guess the service itself, like Disney Plus. Going back to what you had said, yeah, people are going to look at it. You're either going to get it for nostalgia or you're going to get it for the Mandalorian. Yeah. Or to continue the MCU. That's pretty much, that's their biggest things that they have going for them on, uh, Disney Plus. The, the continuation of MCU and, and I guess the, the Mandalorian. And the continuation. Well, we say the Mandalorian. Disney is on the cusp. Of taking the Star Wars franchise to the next level and making it, at, they're going to make it as broad as the Marvel universe. Not necessarily as much as the whole we're going to make multiple movies that all play into the same timeline, and you know, not necessarily like that. But they're going to, you know, make it to where they can market and sell. The Mandalorian won't be the only new Star Wars show. Yeah, I think. Um- because see, you, you, I don't know how you Which were pretty all, all deep. that's crazy to me, by the way. Like, I think that's you, genius. It makes sense. You were pretty deep into the whole Star Wars uh, lore, weren't you? Like, I mean, you knew about, I guess, legends and all the like young Luke Skywalker and the old Republic and all that crap. Yeah, well, I was about to say, I played, I played a lot of the games, and a lot of the games. Like how the, you know, kind of how we was talking about WandaVision is or whatever. It's like the games were the ones that filled you in on a lot. If you didn't read the books, which I mean, I guess yeah. if you read the books, then you're going to be filled in on all the lore, but the games would fill you in on like on the Malik and Raven and like all the people from long before fucking the Clone Wars and shit like that. Like yeah. back, back when there was like actual hundreds and that, like there was wars between the Sith and the Jedi's. <laughs> like it was like there was actual those people like thousand years yeah yeah they they occupied multiple planets and those kind of things so in the Star Wars or excuse me in the Star Wars of which we know in the you know the main plot there that stuff is all like the Jedi are like on the way out the door which yeah. I, I don't know if all I don't know when all the lore was made whether it was before or after the movies started but I think it was uh, I think it may have been after the movies I mean it almost feels like it has to be right <laughs> I mean yeah bro <laughs> that crap came out like what 19 19 what six late 60s early 70s or yeah. something like that yeah and you couldn't <clears throat> you couldn't have predicted of how much better it 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 actually how much content you can build off of if you look at it as the Jedi are actually a dying breed by the time they made that first movie. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like when they made the first movie, it's like, oh, he was a Jedi. And then it's like, oh, wait, the Jedi were these ancient order, blah, 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 blah. And then it's like by the time they come out with the prequels, you're like, oh, they got – you mean to tell me that there was like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Jedi at one point in time? It's like, okay. 
And I mean, I'll only continue to reference them. Obviously, there's more, you know, demographic of characters inside of those show, those movies, but I say they're the most important. (laughs) Nobody cares about anything else. When you were a kid, you didn't like, Oh, I want to grow up to be a a rebel. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's also like the funny thing about this, like, bro, like Star Wars was old as hell when we were kids. Like the prequels were our, I guess that was our Star Wars. The prequels were past due. Like apparently, like they're like, man, they should have came out with. But see, the thing is, is supposedly they waited for the longest time because they didn't know if they should just like uh, keep it as it is, like reboot it. You know, they were like, we could just reboot these movies because they were awesome, and they're like, or we could try to you know build off of it, and they decided to build off of it, and here you are, you know, (laughs) here we are. (laughs) However, twenty years later, after they decided to do that, and yeah, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. I mean, yeah, well, they have, they have plenty to work off of. If if they offer the comics and everything else, they should be all right. But I don't even know how, like, Lucasfilm and how they're going right now. Who knows how that crap's going to turn out. But Oh, man. It's, it's the same thing for, like, Halo. Like, uh, going back to what you were saying about Paramount. Like, for them, yeah, that's a good – that's something cool for them to have. I guess that will be, like, their MCU if they can pop it off, right? But, like – Halo has been canceled so many times. And at this point, it's kind of a dead genre. I mean, like, nobody really cares about Halo like that. Yeah, I mean. And and just like Star Wars, it has a crap ton of books. It has a crap ton of lore that they can bank off of. But mainly people just care about the games. And the games have been uh, iffy. Lackluster at best. Yeah. It's like it's like the original trilogy. I don't think that they'll be able to reinvent themselves. I mean, if, uh-huh. if, you, if you look at it, dude, Call of Duty reinvented, and I'm just referring to the games. If the move, if the shows turn into something, that'll be pretty awesome if it turns into a successful show. Because it'll be like, this is like the first time ever, like a game that was like one of the most successful games of all time. And then when it finally like ran its course, like it, it like when Rome fell, you know, like one of those kind of things, like that. Yeah, like the, t- the, the TV show is the thing that brings the games or, back. Or, or it doesn't bring the games back. It just, it lives long after the games. It's mm. like, that would be pretty crazy because of course you lose a lot of fans, but say you gain a bunch of fans in a completely different realm that have nothing to do. that don't know really fuck all about the game. They're like, Oh man, this show is cool because if you look at it, if you could come at it objectively and it's like, Oh, this is a, you know, it, like who knows this could be like the beginning of master chief or something. Like we don't even know what the story is supposed to be about. That's true. So uh, it could, I think, it's, I mean, cause if you really think about it, the premise of it's pretty cool, pretty cool. Right. I mean, if they could make, if they could make shows like the Mandalorian or the game of Thrones or whatever the, any kind of show that you can possibly think of, then they can make a, probably a pretty cool show off of, uh, who uh halo as long as they don't try to do too much with too little money that's my thing don't make it look shitty it's got to look good like make it, it will <laughs> make it that's look like they, they ain't got the budget gift for it. like, like it, that's pretty much the, that's kind of the problem with uh the latest halo game that they had coming out like it ended up uh there was a trailer that was shown for it and the graphics were not up to par and they had to pretty much send the game back and it was one of the biggest uh I guess memes of the internet for a while. And this was what? Halo six, I think, uh, or Halo Infinite. 
Um, it was supposed to be like a launch title for the new Xbox. Yeah. And, um, the graphics for it looked, I would say like slightly better than Halo 4. And I'm not playing. Like, <laughs> it was pretty bad. Oh, damn, dude. That's and people tough. just, people just meme the hell out of it. But, uh, since then, I think it had to go back into development. But I mean, I think when it comes out, it should probably be a, a good game. But, like the story, and they don't really know where they're going with it right now. Because Halo Five got so weird. I thought Halo Four was pretty good, but uh, Halo Five just kind of went off the rails. Man, I don't even know what happened in Halo Five. I had Jack, and I probably you've probably told me before too, but Jack laid it down and told me like everything that happened through Halo Four one time, like at like two o'clock in the morning. Like he just was like, "Look, this is the full story of what happens in Halo 4. and I was like, "Okay." But I have I have no idea what happened in Halo Five, and I, to tell you the truth, I couldn't even tell you what happened in Halo Four. I just don't remember from his explanation. Well, it's like <clears throat> they kind of. I think from what I remember, you remember like all that lore throughout the first three Halo games about like the Forerunners and the you know the people that came before that built the rings and all that crap. Yeah, Halo Four was going to try to usher that stuff in. It was going to start talking about, I guess, the Forerunners and the Prometheans and all that crap. And then it just kind of got weird in 5. In 5, it's about Master Chief being tr- chased down by, like, um, I think by, like, newer Spartans or something like that. It was actually a movie about it. <laughs> it was like a, a an in-between movie that was supposed to lead up to the game. But mm-hmm. anyway, Cortana goes crazy and a bunch of other crap happens and yada yada. Like I said, it's kind of like, it, it just kind of just went off the rails. Yeah, I remember them saying something about Cortana going AWOL. <clears throat> but it also sounds like maybe maybe they were like, uh, maybe after 4, they were like, well, you need to go in a different direction because we're getting too far away from the action of the the story. It's like, I don't know. I, I, I'd be lying to you if I told you that I've been devoutly dedicated to Halo. Ever since Halo 3, I really just... That was it, yeah. I think that was it for a lot of people. Like I said, I jumped jumped in. I got... I played Reach. That was good. And I I played 4. I played... I thought Reach was pretty... We used to play Reach online. Yeah, yeah, that was good. And the the story was pretty cool, too, because it wasn't on the the normal... It was the birth by sleep (laughs) of of the Halo world. Sure. (laughs) I mean, pretty much. But, uh, yeah, but I remember I played, like, 5 at James's house on... And like one sitting, and he was like, well, "How is this? It's all right, man." But yeah, I, I don't know what they're gonna do with that. I think that it just—I mean, ultimately, it just blows that they have to make video games for profit now. Yeah, it, that's that's what it all comes down to. They don't like, make, um, and obviously, I didn't mean to just say that because it clearly opens up a whole different realm of a topic. But I mean, it, to me, it sucks because that's that's your problem with the whole cyberpunk thing. They hyped it up because of profit, because they wanted to do what Grand Theft Auto did. They want, yeah. they they wanted to do what GTA Five did, and you know I was really hoping to be able to have these this type of conversation. And obviously, whenever it does happen, when I get to sit down with you and James, I want to talk about this kind of stuff on the podcast. But I think I think that they 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 were attempting to to set themselves up for what Grand Theft Auto Five has been able to do successfully, whether it was done on purpose or not. I mean, what you mean like monet? What you mean like monetize it for like ten years after its release? Yes, 
Yeah. yeah. With the, like how Destiny was supposed to do it. With this, yeah, exactly. With the way that they thought that several other games were going to do. But the yeah. thing is, is there was every other game that's tried to do it has not dumped as much money into marketing and production and everything as Cyberpunk has. Like Cyberpunk has literally turned into probably the most giant waste of fucking money in history. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think there's a. I think there's a middle space for it because James and me had talked about it uh, on our podcast, and I think it was like hype culture in of itself. The fact that people just, the fact that people just boosted it up way more than it needed to be. I think was kind of one of the reasons why it was so disappointing. Cause I mean, like the, the biggest, the biggest issue with cyberpunk was that they should have been honest out the gate. They should have told people, listen, you know, this is not going to be able to run on last gen, uh, consoles. This is probably not going to be able to run on new gen consoles. <laughs> Cause I mean, it, it crashed on PlayStation fives and, and on a few, uh, Xbox ones as well. Series X is whatever the hell they, whatever the hell they call. And, I mean, they they built it up for a long time. I mean, that game has been built up since like 2013. I'm I'm well aware. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> so people, yeah, people were like really looking out for it, and to get what they got was extremely disappointing. But people said the game itself, though, without the crashes, is actually good. They I'm, say like some people say it lives up to the hype, and I guess in that sense, but and and that's what I was gonna say, like. I, I do want to say that I, I believe, especially after the things that I've read and I've seen and talked to people about and talked to you, you know, I've talked to you about it a good bit too, I believe. Yeah. But, and I've listened to y'all talk about it on the podcast. And to me, it's like, I mean, that was, as far as video games go, that's like getting ready to. Was it? That's it like, was supposed to be the fucking, it was supposed to be like the savior of video games. <laughs> it was crazy how, how much belief people put behind it. It was weird. Yeah. And it wasn't just the hype. It's like the whole concept of what the game is supposed to be is badass. Like it's like, yeah. it's awesome. Like this is some cool shit. Like I could get into this. Like think about being in some futuristic open world, but it's, it's like post apocalyptic built back up into some technological shit. I mean, I don't, I know that's not exactly what it is. <laughs> Yeah, we we got it. <laughs> we, we got it. Yeah. It's like yeah, open, uh, open world, just living. Like, but it's like Grand. It's supposed to be like Grand Theft Auto, like on crack. But like the next tier. Like this is this is the the GTA killer. Like that's well, the way see, they, uh, they made it out. The sound. it was the GTA killer. Alex. I wouldn't say it was. I would not say it was a GTA killer because obviously it actually has it actually has more. It's a bit more linear than GTA. Because I don't think they had like some huge online world that they were going to like try to build up after. Because see, that's what happened with GTA Five, right? Like GTA Five was kind of released as being just another GTA game, and people love GTA for what it is. I was about to say, but, but like, uh, but that's what I was going to say. It was I th- that's why I said I didn't know if Grand Theft Auto yeah. did it on purpose or if they did it on accident. Because clearly, it's lasted this long, it, but they might just not have expected up. that. You know, <laughs> it just picked up. That's what it was. Like people. people just ended up flocking to it for whatever reason. I guess it just worked for them. But like with cyberpunk, it was supposed to be more like a think like a ghost in the shell or blade runner. Yeah. Like that's pretty much what it was. And like, it's it's not the first game of its kind either. There was something else called a Deus Ex. Mm -hmm. If you ever heard of that game, it's kind of in the same realm. Like that's all cyberpunk. That's all the same genre. Yeah. And so yeah, but I just think what it was is that, like, yeah, people people just thought it was going to be the, the swan song of the PlayStation 
or the swan song of uh, the last generation, you know, the the game that was going to close the generation off. Kind of like, I guess, how The Last of Us closed off the generation of the PlayStation 3 or whatever. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, it... I don't know. And I might just, I might be overhyped. I might be feeding into the hype B shit, honestly. But like, I felt like looking at the whole cyberpunk thing, I was like, you, it's like you were supposed to be the chosen one. Now, (laughs) you, none, none of us, none of us were rooting against Grand Theft Auto. It's just like, I'm all for, it's just as much as I'm all about, uh, innovation of, technology i'm also all about like the evolution of video games i've decided to embrace it as opposed to being pissed about it yeah because it, it would like i say it wouldn't be the first of us sorry <laughs> i mean like i say it wouldn't be the first of its kind definitely but uh but yeah i think people were trying to figure out like well this it's the first person view game um you can do different crap in it like i, said, I didn't i didn't really know that much about it but uh, the biggest thing was probably how I'm listening to you. I mean, I, I, I guess a good way to explain it was just that uh, since the disappointment, and I always say bring this shit back up, but because of how The Last of Us Part Two was such a disappointment, it ended up becoming this thing of this is going to be the one you know, that, that brings gaming back. This is going to be the game that we've all wanted for the longest of time. This is, it's weird. Like you go on Reddit forums or whatever. And, and, and that's kind of the, I guess the, the topics of conversation that will come up. They would be like, everything else is disappointing, but, um, but cyberpunk is going to save gaming or cyberpunk is going to be the thing that redeems, uh, th- this gen, this, this console generation. That's what I kept hearing. That's what I kept seeing like on forums and stuff. And that's why I was like, when I was talking to James about it, what we were saying was that that was kind of, it's kind of crappy to put all that on that one game. But at the same time, the marketing team, they did it like that. Like CD Projekt Red has this thing about being like the only customer friendly uh, developers. Because I guess EA sucks or Ubisoft sucks. Everybody's trying to like nickel and dime you. Everybody's doing the microtransactions. Right. And Cyberpunk or CD Projekt Red, they've made, uh, they got a huge base for themselves because of what happened with The Witcher 3 and all these other games that people deem to be like legendary games. People love those damn games to death. And Cyberpunk, I guess, being made by the same development team, um, these people have been like, they've been on record saying, be kind to customers, release good DLC, release good games, release full games, that kind of stuff. Release games complete. <laughs> like they pretty much been saying the system is broken and we're the ones that's going to fix it. And so yeah, you've built up, you've built up that much of a base of people and, and, well, and they exactly, come up with what they came out kind of screwed mention, it up. You'd be not to mention, you'd be foolish to assume that the gamer community isn't huge. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you've got people like, look at how big, I mean, and I, you're not on social media, but you're online. You know what I'm saying? You know, like that, that, Dude, obviously, for you to know that that shit was gassed up by like hype beast, clearly yeah, it was crazy. Clearly, yeah. dude, that shit was all over the internet. Like it was the god of games to expect. Dude, this this game, I'm telling you, and I'm not trying to be dramatic. This game really was preached like it was like the the new, like it was the GTA killer. Like it was the first thing to ever compare, and like to Grand Theft Auto is one of the only games. Okay, this is. 
this is not entirely one of the only like mainstream games that also that it also has online capabilities that still holds its end of the bargain on the single player like video game like Grand Theft Auto, you know, you know why people fell in love with Grand Theft Auto? It wasn't because of the sandbox. It was because of the fact that motherfuckers kept playing it. If your Grand Theft Auto CD broke, you went and bought the same game. You would go spend the money on the same game again because even if you played that game until it stopped working, you would go buy the same game again because that's how long you'll play Grand Theft Auto. It doesn't matter. I mean, if, it doesn't matter if you beat it. It's the fact of like it's a it's culturally people will sit. You remember when we were kids, we would sit around in a circle or in a half circle, and we'd sit in front of the TV and we would literally sit there and talk shit to each other for well, hours yeah. on hours yeah. on end playing this game, and we would talk shit about the person who's playing, and we would talk shit to each other about whatever, or we'd talk about our day. That was our that was our circle of fucking off every yeah. day every day of our lives and not exclusively me me and you i'm just saying people the whole world yeah me you your brother friends and everybody yeah. yeah so it's like i have to admit that i think that that is because there have been uh other single player games that have tried to do the same thing and they just haven't done it like what has not had as much uh success as grand theft auto did but see, it's because also because they've, they've put more time into it. Like they put a uh, heist systems in the game. They put a lot of different like online capabilities into it. Right. And I think of uh, streamers, you know, like people on Twitch and stuff like that. They well, made it a pretty we, we big live, deal. We live in a, we definitely live in a different time than, than when we were kids playing it. Yeah. You know, but when I refer to those times, a lot of the people, the consumers of video games right now, like obviously it's bigger than it was when we were kids, but the consumers of video games, when we were kids, those people are still buying games. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like a lot of them, not all of us, obviously a lot of people went on and lived their lives, but they all remember, everybody remembers playing Grand Theft Auto, whether it was you having to sneak over to a friend's house to be able to play it, or you were like playing it with your friends, like sitting in a semicircle and you're just sitting there playing and shooting the shit. And you, Cause literally it was, it was like you were playing a movie, <laughs> you know, like, and this, and I'm talking about like not even including, and I'm probably being, I'm being a hype beast, I guess about Grand Theft Auto, but that, yeah, that, you, you, you do love Grand Theft Auto. Like this I'm, is I'm on your the record, favorite game. I'm, I'm on the record multiple times saying with multiple people saying that that is my favorite game of all time. Yeah. Yeah. You, like you, you're pull, you're pulling right now, dude. You, you you're pulling. Actually, you know what? You, really you, sucks? you you you're Tim pulling right now, man. Oh my god! Hang you're on. not being I, transparent. My beanie's not in here. You, you gripped <laughs> I, it. I wish my beanie was in here. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, but but no, like yeah, you like I, I don't know what it was, dude. Like, cause I remember I, I remember playing like Grand Theft Auto Five uh, with a friend of mine online, and it was some wild shit. Like, but it wasn't anything I would say that I would do all the time. But see, I think that's what it is. Like that randomness. You remember when we used to play it when we were kids and, you know, just blowing up cars or stealing money and getting in fights with the cops and stuff like that. They somehow found a way to like make that randomness fit and they found a way to like add in on it. Yeah. And well, that's like races. You can play race, uh, races in the game. You can uh, do everything. You can go to, yeah, casino. you can do everything. They, they, go, they, yeah, go to casino. People be losing have- real money. They did not have a casino in the original game. They no. didn't. They had casinos and stuff, and you could gamble and stuff in San Andreas. But on 
the most recent one are on five, uh, five Grand Theft Auto Five. They didn't have a casino. Then they two five years after the fucking game comes out, and of course they're releasing all these different campaigns every week or every two. I think it's like once a month they change up some shit. They do something yeah. different. I don't know if they change anything on the map every month, but they did change it to where you can go to the freaking casino, dude. You can go to a casino and you gamble and you steal, and there's a whole list of heists that have to do with like a, like betting and shit. Like that's insane. Bro, people were shorting stocks on that game, bro. <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> like, dude, Grand Theft Auto is... I don't know if that's true or not, but yeah. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto was talking to the same people that the fucking Simpson creators were talking to. Like, yeah. they, they predicted the future, bro. Like, they knew exactly what to do. Yeah, but like, I, I, I don't know. I guess they just found a way to like... They found a way to, to put their finger on the pulse. Like, the, they took that, that childhood chaotic innocence of just being a stupid kid with your friends and they found a way to monetize it yeah. somehow and they found a way to keep improving it too because I guess that's the other thing about it right like they've been able to send in updates and, and do this and that to the game to keep people interested in it so I mean it worked for them but with Cyberpunk hey, I don't think CD Projekt Red was trying to get to that point I think they were trying to be I guess maybe innovative in a sense of bringing this sort of like game genre to games and this sort of like sense of freedom in the first person view, ghost in the shell type world. Um, which well, is like, I guess the, I mean, I guess the choices are supposed to matter or something like that. I, don't, I still don't know that damn much about it, but like I said, they, people just, they took it and they just ended up like hyping it way too damn hard because I think what I said to James was that people were, people put insane amounts of trust <laughs> in CD project red. Oh, People have like yeah. this weird relationship with fucking businesses and corporations and shit now where they act like these people are their best friends and they love them. I mean, like if you read the forums, these people are like, yo, CD Project Red can't, won't, won't do us wrong. CD Project Red is, is they, they've never done us wrong before. We love them. I'm like, bro, these, these folks, who, who is this? Yo, I like these people, your family or something. You act, you act like they're rock star. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Rock, have, like, Rockstar doesn't yeah. kiss. <laughs> I mean, like, these people sit up here acting like, like, these folks are like fam. Like, these people are, they, they can do no wrong and, and, and they love them or something. I'm like, bro, it's a business, man. It's a business, yes. CD Projekt Red has a history of trying to not screw over the consumers the way that EA or, I guess, other uh, publishers had before, but, man. Like, Ubisoft. come on. <laughs> Ubisoft. <laughs> what? Oh, Ubisoft? Yeah, like, <laughs> uh, what the fuck? Ubisoft. Yeah, man, you already know. I mean, because Ubisoft has, uh, they do microtransactions and like Assassin's Creed and, and uh, Ghost Recon and some other dumbass games I think they got. But yeah, but like, CD Projekt Red was well known. I mean, they even trolled. They used to go online and I think uh, they would put out stuff saying, Hey, EA did some stupid shit today, but we won't. And, and gamers ate it up. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, they, they, they made they, themselves they out to the, be They the, reached that culture. Like, they, yeah. they, they, they infiltrated that culture, rather. That's what yeah, they, they made themselves out to be like the, the, the publisher of the people or the developers of the people. 
Right. And the same, the same people, the same types, the same demog- very broad demographic of people that are online, that are those people that they affected, the ones that were spending all those hours making those memes, spending all those hours making those accounts, sharing artwork and doing all this other stuff to build up for this, this thing, whether it was on purpose or it was just for the sake of people who are making money off of and I'm not saying exclusively off this, but they were making money off of just talking about the existence of this game that was going to come out. That's how big it was. You know, obviously that's an industry now, but I'm just saying like this game has been in development since before that industry was around before people like me and you could just get online and make money talking about the development of that fucking game. You know what I'm saying? And then it comes out and it's like, Oh wow, this is, this is a really shitty blow. Like it was, I mean, and the thing, you know what happened? They got rushed. They got pressured by the fucking – by the pool of humans that they created. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's like they were a part Pretty of much. the development of those people. Like, yeah. like if this happened, if which is this won't this won't happen again by a company. But if this happened again it would be so much easier to shit on them because of the fact that it's like, well, you knew better. You, yeah, saw, well, see, you saw what happened to the people who literally yeah, helped yeah. create. Yeah. Because I mean, it, it happens a lot. Like I think that was one of the reasons why people got so pissed off about it being CD project red, because I mean, it happens to Bethesda. Like every time they release a game, just about like a uh, fallout 76 or uh Skyrim, you know, there used to be jokes about, Dragons flying backwards and shit in Skyrim. Um, even the damn Witcher three. So I mean, it, to a certain extent, the glitches. It's not the glitch part. It's not as bad as people make it out to be, it's, it's or at least it didn't about, used to be. It's not about. It's not about the glitches. Yeah, glitches. Glitches sucks, but the it's thing, about the disappointment. <laughs> it's the about disappointment. The it, it's about the it, fact that they built themselves up as being. Like, we're not going to be like them. We're not going to be like the people who release half-finished games. We're CD Projekt Red. You know, we got your backs. And then they come up with this, and it's crashing systems. <laughs> so, Have you ever looked at – I haven't looked I haven't looked at them. But have you ever looked at the numbers for, like, pre-sales? Like, how many people oh, do you was, think – I bet it broke records. Like, I bet oh, more did. people yeah, had yeah. that game bought it was, uh, came out. I probably it was supposed to, like, 8 million. I think close to, like, 8 million uh, pre-sales. So they already got the money. Like the money that they were supposed to make back on it, that's been gone. Like they already got their cash back. Yeah. But see, the problem was, uh, the problem was that people started like wanting refunds and stuff. And then they came out and they said, Hey, we'll, we'll give you your refunds. And no, that th- pissed that, off that was, a lot of people. That was one of the problems. <laughs> that was yeah. one of the like 700 problems that happened upon release, which taints it. Like, th- dude, the Grand Theft Auto, uh, any of the Elder Scrolls games, the Assassin's Creed games, they they hit their mark and they're like, we're good. We're, we we as if you have a which to be fair, Assassin's Creed, the most recent one, apparently a lot of people were having problems with it when it first came out. Like it had a a, a good great deal of issues. But yeah, like, but see, like that that's that's the case. That's what I mean. It's those are things that you're accustomed to from those companies, right? Like that's what I mean. Like. Ubisoft, they're known for doing that shit. Uh, EA, they're, they're, they're known P- for doing that shit. They're P- they're all pretty PC about uh about like, hey, you know, we're gonna put out this game and we're you know we're gonna keep it straightforward, straight marketing. In other words, yeah, without doing the whole, we're gonna be like the admin for the Twitter for Wendy's 
You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's how these yeah. guys treated the fucking, uh, project, uh, what cyberpunk. Like, that's how they treated cyberpunk with online. Like, all the creators and stuff were just, like, open about it. Like, yeah, we, we don't give a fuck. You know, like, this is – we're coming. Like, this is going to be the hottest shit that's ever existed. Like, they were trying yeah. to be the Elon Musk of video games. Yeah. You, it's like, you know what you're going to get when you when you hear about those other publishers. But, like I said, cyberpunk, people, man, it, you talking about people were thinking that this game was going to come out mm-hmm. at the end of the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. Yes, exactly. Hope has been high. Since then, yeah, exactly, and it, and nobody gave up faith. Nobody, no. they did it because in all, <laughs> no, no, quite crazy enough, the faith grew stronger. All, <laughs> like that's, all, that's all of the, all of the, it. all of the build up, all of the antics, all of whatever it may have been, was would have been totally worth it if you would have had a successful launch. But you did not have a success. If they would have had a successful launch, they would be the biggest game to ever exist already right now. Like people would be playing that. I'm telling you, people would be building entire web series off of, Hey, I am solely playing this game. I am this, there, there are channels on YouTube that get hundreds of thousands of views would be their character living in the cyberpunk world. Yeah. Like, and then all that money that they made off of that, the the company themselves off of the game, they would turn that into, turn the online experience into something you've never done before in your life. Like, but if only, if, if only, yeah. I mean, I guess we could sit here and go on and on forever about it, but I mean, it, it, it clearly it didn't work out that way. I guess that's probably one of the reasons why it's so hard to have like, a classic now, you know, because like there's so much hype around different, um, different video games, different movies, different music, everything gets blown out of proportion and it doesn't really get a chance to like live up to any sort of potential. Cause I mean, it's kind of hard to when everybody thinks you're going to be the next biggest thing and then the next biggest thing is like right around the corner. Then there's another next even bigger thing and so on and so forth. Yeah, it's like <clears throat> the thing that sucks for them is it's like everybody else is still putting out at the regular capacity. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that's another reason why it's like you have to kind of give Rockstar their flowers because they take a long time, but in the same breath, and they're not. I mean, they're obviously braggadocious, but they are. They are. They land every time they drop, dude. Like I'm sure they were expecting to be able to do more for red dead than they did like the the our red dead 2 when it released i imagine they expected for it to i mean they made their money back within the first 48 hours apparently like 48 hours after the game came out and they had all their numbers together they were like yeah we we've made all the money we've spent all the employee hours that were paid for everything that was done for, within 48 hours and they say it could have been beforehand too but it was just all the money came in for everything those pre-orders <laughs> yeah so those just i mean in, in my head it's like you think well they made their money is that's awesome <clears throat> but it that also comes off the heels of the the first okay when in 2013 when grand theft auto 5 came out when it came out they said that the budget for that game was more expensive than any movie that had been out in the past 10 years like previous to that 
Now, I don't know what movie it would have been that would have, you know, if, if no movie in the past, cause they had The Dark Knight, they had Avatar, all these different movies that had came out within, since 2003. So it's like, I don't know what came out in 2003 or 2002 that was like, you know, I don't know what had that big of a budget back then, but also know things costed more probably back then to do. But. Well, I don't know. Well, cause see, you had to think too, like they could have been, they could have very well been a part of the hype machine. Yeah. Like that's one of those things. It was like this, this game made this, it was cost, it cost this much money and da, 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 da. And it, it, you know, so everybody can freak out about it. <clears throat> but I mean, I, I don't doubt it either, though, because I think I've heard of that too. But I mean, to, the game came out when, like 2014, 2013? It came out in 2013. Yeah. It came out like August, I think, or maybe it came out a little bit earlier than that. I, I actually have looked it up recently uh, in the past like year, but because this is a conversation that happens actually. And <clears throat> I remember the thing, I, I learned that about. Grand Theft Auto, though, like when it was coming out, like that. So, it, like you said, to your point, it could have been part of the hype machine, but that's not really that far fetched. I mean, it was leaps and bounds better than four was. I mean, and four was a great game when it came out. I thought it was awesome. I mean, and I enjoyed playing it. Like I remember it being. I mean, you know, Grand Theft Auto has always been a staple at my home. But like, I, I think when I when it came out, I still live with Laura and Richie. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. when four came out. Yeah, we were we were teens. We weren't even like late teens. We were <laughs> mid yeah. mid teens. Yeah, yeah. What's but like that's kind of the thing though. Like it it kind of goes to show you that people like the the publishers and the developers who can actually put work into something, but then release something that is at least halfway decent. And see, Grand Theft Auto Four came out at a time when you didn't have to worry about patch culture or. Um, right. adding in microtransactions and stuff like the game came out and the game was the way that it was. You right. know, you didn't have to worry about people kind of going back and like trying to fix the, the bugs later on. But Cyberpunk and I think even five, even like a Grand Theft Auto five had a few problems when it came out at first too. Like that's just how these games are pushed out now because the hype, the hype, the hype is what causes people to want to like all buy into it at the same time and, you right. know, all argue for the game and, oh, the game got pushed back. The game got pushed back and people get pissed about it and they start sending death threats and yada, yada, yada. And there's analytics that we don't even look at, like times of the year when people have the most money, you know, like yeah. all these different things, which by the way has been totally thrown for fuck all nowadays, but still. Oh yeah. You know, that's. <laughs> But yeah, but see, game. Well, I mean, the pandemic has actually treated gaming rather well. Like gaming is probably—I don't know if this is true or not—but I think they said this is probably like one of the fastest-growing uh, demographics out there, and it has the most money, oh. or it's gaining the most mm-hmm. money. It's it's billion. It's made over a billion dollars within like the last five years. But see, that is due to like, like microtransactions and right. people yeah, yeah, yeah. spending money, you know, over the internet and online and crap. Dude, I'm not going to lie. Games like Warzone and our Call of Duty Warzone and Fortnite and all that kind of stuff, like that has really, well, I mean, Minecraft apparently uh, changed the game too, but they never, ma- yeah. they never really mastered the uh, microtransaction thing because the game wasn't really built for that. Like, yeah. it was built with giving you everything pretty much as it was. Like, but 
<clears throat> and it was it was when when it came out. I mean, not to say that there's been a lot of great and amazing things to come out of Minecraft as far as like content and just the industry in general. But like when you look at a game, like but see, even in my head, I, I'm I'm 28 years old, and all I can think to myself is like, dude, I just want to go out here and rank up. Like I don't give a fuck about getting a skin. I don't care about getting like this cool new gun. Like. No, I'm going to go out here and use my free shit, do all my free shit, and I'm going to rank up. That's all I care about. Yeah, but like if 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 the only game you really play is Call of Duty, if like if that was your shit, because I mean, like, like I would say, like me, you, James, we have a uh, we're kind of I guess more rounded gamers. You know, we have we we play different shit. Sure, you know, from JRPGs to sports games occasionally. But see, for some people, it's like Call of Duty is the game. There's nothing else that they will play. Um, same thing for like some people just play nothing else with sports. Some people just play nothing else but Minecraft, so on and so forth. Right, right. And so it's like when you have those types of people, that's all they need. Like, you know, they'll, they'll pull thousands of dollars into it on a weekly basis. Cause see, for some of these people, that's their business too. You know, like they'll have a Twitch stream or whatever else and they'll make a crap ton of money off of it. Um, that dude, uh, some guy named Ninja, I think that's his name, but like, he yeah. was big in Call of Duty for a while, and I think he moved over to Fortnite, and he's been selling off ever since. Yeah, uh, Ninja is like the, the guy. Like, he's like the, the most popping dude for, or he was for a while. Like, he was the number one Twitch streamer or whatever. If you will, and see, I mean, and and it's weird to me though, because I mean, I think like I remember back when I was a kid. Uh, you remember G Four? You remember that channel that used pretty much be like the place for yeah. nerd culture and all that crap. <laughs> uh, 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 chesty woman from uh, X Play. <laughs> Yo, back that was back the best, in the day. That was like, the best show, bro. I'm just saying, X Play was. It, the best it, show. It, it was like yeah, G Four was pretty cool though. Like, um. You talking about like Attack of the Show, X Play, uh, Electric Playground? Um, like if you if you were a kid who was like around the age we were, you know, like trying to figure out more stuff about video games and crap, it, it was the place. Because also they had like cool skits and stuff like that they used to do. But but yeah, like that was the main area for that sort of a uh, culture, and now. Twitch and everything else, I guess, and maybe YouTube to a certain extent is the new place for it. And um, I guess the reason why I segued off into that, because I, I thought to myself, like, how can somebody make a crap ton of money off of just sitting around playing the game? Like, I, I, I couldn't see the, I can't see the interest in that. Like, I don't see why little kids would see a person like Ninja as being a celebrity when literally all you do is play games. And I'm not and like he's not that entertaining. I mean, no offense to him. I mean, in my head, I think to myself, and I got I got a handful of friends, dude, that are on the Twitch grind. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not trying to hate. Yeah. At all. Oh no no but, no no! I ain't I ain't hating. I'm just saying it's like. But I think to myself, I'm like, I, dude, there's no way I'm about to just sit here and watch you do something. Yeah, because me personally, I would get bored. That's what I'm saying. It's like even when uh, like I said, going back to the, that thing with G4, like they used to have a show called Arena. That came on it. All it was just a bunch of people playing Call of Duty. And see, I guess if you're somebody that wants to like study that, 
you know, if you want to become a, I guess, a Call of Duty pro player or a Fortnite pro, pro player, maybe that's why people like watch it, you know, because they're trying to pick up pointers or something else like that. I guess maybe that's why like a lot of kids will watch it because a lot of kids play Fortnite and hell, a lot of them are trying to, you know, be professionals with it or whatever. But it's like, it out online because yeah. they because they know they can get paid now too. Yeah, eventually. Eventually, yeah, they they keep up at it, but like the actual entertainment value behind it is just kind of like I don't know. But at the same time, I guess you say I guess you should say the same thing about podcasts. I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, sure, but like I th- well, I th- also think about with podcasts. For me, I mean, me personally, I listen to podcasts at work. Yeah. I don't have to sit there and watch it. Like I can live my life and do whatever I got to do at my job, which is a. A handful of responsibility, like me doing that, I can actually listen to podcasts at the same time. Like, and I listen yeah. to a decent variety. Like, not, it's like I listen to politics, but I also listen to I listen to you guys whenever y'all put one out, which y'all haven't put one out in a while. I'm kind of. Bummed. I think we we should be doing one. I think like either tomorrow, or sometime later on this week. We have a few things we got to talk about, actually. <laughs> Good. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. Not to a change, lot of controversy. Not, not to change the subject, but I absolutely love y'all's podcast. Like, I wish y'all put out, Thank like, you. three episodes a week. Like, and I champion y'all shit. I don't know if the numbers are doing anything for you, but, man, I'm telling you, like, I tell everybody that I talk to about it. My, all my coworkers know about y'all's podcast, but they don't like none of them really listen to podcasts. <laughs> and it's like I think to myself, I'm like, how? I don't even really listen to music that much anymore. Like I, I almost always listen to podcasts. Huh? Like it sounds bizarre. Like I listen to my music. <laughs> like I, I have a. I, I even burnt a CD with all my songs that I've recorded in the past year, and I yeah. I put it in my truck because I'll listen to that because. That is my, when I'm not focused on the podcast, excuse me, when I'm not focused on my family and like my actual, (laughs) that I have to take care of, then I'm focused on on the podcast or focused on my music because my music is something that, you know, with writing lyrics, it's a little bit different than getting on here and having a conversation with you or doing me interviewing somebody. Cause oh, yeah, you, you actually got like put a lot of thought process into it and shit. Well, you know, I, I've become even more analytical in my older years than I was when I was younger. And so when it comes to writing lyrics, like I've just become like, I write for a song and every song I write is almost like it's my last song. Which I, I don't want to be like that because it's like, it makes me wish that I, if I could put music out more frequently, then I don't think I would write like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be like, well, I can just put this out and like give it, have a different concept to it as opposed to just being like melodramatic and like, you know, everything's bittersweet in my music. Like every, like I have like in my mindset when I'm writing lyrics, it's always like, oh man, you know, like I have a song, uh, on my, the flowers tape or whatever that I just put out. And I, yeah, I, I listened to the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know we talked about it on the last time we were together, but, I, uh, like <clears throat> there's a, 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 a line where I say, uh, I, I'm the man in my city. At least I was when I was younger. And it's like, why do you, you don't have to say that. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you don't have yeah. to, you don't have to say it. At least I was when I was younger. But, yeah. but then at, when I, li- every time I listen to it, I'm like, that is so, that is so transparent. That's, that's, that's bitch made. <laughs> no, 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 but I mean, no, but it's, it's, uh, I guess it's honest. I mean, and that's kind of like I, like I had texted you before, like I said before, people like that in their music now. I mean, right. it, like, of course, people love the whole braggadocious thing, but I told you before, I think that's kind of going out the window a little bit now because see so much of that, like, I'm crazy for clout type thing is kind of getting old and it's kind of failing for some artists versus people just kind of like want more authentic authenticity versus acting a fool. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, so it's, uh, I, I think, I think me personally, it's like, I don't think I could ever entirely get away from like, like, I feel like I always have to release two songs at one time. Like there's no way I can ever just release one song. I have to release at least two because of the fact that it's like, I'm always going to want to release that song that like, we can even if two or more are gathered, they can rage to this song. You know what yeah, I'm saying? You, like, yeah, you want the turn up and you want like a introspective song. Right, exactly. Be, uh, but see, I'm I at this stage in my life, like there's so much more that like I'm willing to talk about that it's like, man, I feel like I could actually paint the picture more. You know, like and you know me, I'm borderline self centered. Like, I mean. Uh, I, 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 I don't want to say I'm sociopathic, but like, I want people to listen to my story. Like I want people to hear the story of my life. And I've always wanted that. And I've always wanted people to like, hear me out at least, you know, like, Hey, just, just hear everything I got to say. And obviously that's a little over dramatic, but in the same breath, like I'll kind of, I kind of want to start making more music where I'm telling my story, like, as opposed to just being like, yeah, we're living in the moment. We're raging, you know, like, which I love that, but I love that kind of music. You know what I'm saying? I like, I like making, that's the easiest, most comfortable pocket I've ever yeah, yeah. is the part. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Kind of music. yeah. It, it, it is the easiest one to do, but like, it's, I think that's kind of the reason why it's because it's easy. Like you don't have to actually go into depth about anything, you know, right. and sometimes like when you're trying to make, uh, when you, tr- when you make an introspective music, like you go back like you did earlier and you were talking about that line that you had stated. Yeah. And it's kind of like you, you go back on it. You don't really, you don't necessarily like that. You put it out. It's like, damn, bro, I was on some bitch shit. Like, why, why did I, why did I, why did I say that? This or that. But I mean, it's honest. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, like turning up, it, it kind of, it has its place, but you know, if, if that's not necessarily who you are in the moment right now, well then it just isn't, you know? Right there's no way that you can fake it because see it's like i explained to you before like it, i find it hard to actually do that myself like i can't write lyrics that are <clears throat> it's very hard to like try to write a song when all i'm doing is just bragging about myself you know right. what i'm saying right. like or being like yeah nigga we out here doing it like this da, 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 da. but see then again i'm not that big of a fan of that type of music any damn way Right. Or at least yeah. not, or, or at least not the newest stuff. Like I, I can listen to it every now and then, but for the most part, like I, I, I would, I like, like JID and Dreamville over, I guess, whoever the fuck is, is out. Takashi or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, today's segment is Takashi. I'm like, yeah, that was the intro to the podcast. I'm like, boy, <laughs> like now we really about to get off. Oh my god! Eight hours later, you're like, dude, 
Please, I gotta go to sleep. I gotta go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, but but no, definitely it's. I don't even know how we ended up on this topic, but yeah, music. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I, <laughs> per usual, I guess I could I get talking about my music, but it's I don't think that's really how we started talking about all this. But something to me though, I, I would like to say though is. I do, there are, there has always been like sprinkles of like my like, like actual personal life in my music. But like the vast majority of my music has just been like me wanting to be like Wayne. Well, okay. When I was younger, it was me wanting to be like Wayne. But when I got older, I didn't focus. I wanted to be like Drake. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. That's a great clip. I might clip that and put that on, uh, put that online because, uh, it would totally, everybody would definitely get a good laugh out of that. Because, uh, a good, a dear friend of mine, uh, I don't know if you've ever met him, uh, Jay Bop Bop, his thing used to always be, uh, you remember how, like, they had that, you remember Money to Blow? It was Drake, it was Drake, Wayne, and Bergman. I I got, yeah, that song is on my PSP. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. Uh, and it was like, we gonna be all right if we put Drake on every hook. <laughs> it was like, and, uh, Bop Bop, his thing was, we gonna be all right if we put Shane on every hook. And, <laughs> and, and I, I thought it was funny because like he would say that and he was saying it playing off of that song, of course. But like in my head, I was like, well, shit, you know, like, I almost felt like it was my obligation to be able to like write a really good hook because I made music. I met, I met Bob Bob through J rad. Yeah. So it's like in, I had not even started making music when I met Bob Bob or excuse me. I had not started making music with J rad and Bob Bob at that time when I met Bob Bob. But then once we started making music together was when like that started to become the thing. And in my opinion, dude, like people can say what they want when it comes to rap, like rapping bars. Like I think, I think Jared's got some like fire ass bars. Like I think Jared yeah. got bars that are like shit that's like over my head. Like that kind of like I'm not even you know. And he's like the kind of person. Like he's the reason why like I ever got inspired to like actually think about my bars as opposed to like say like Diet Life One, <clears throat> like shit, yeah. just like. Like the, 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 cheesiest, life, yeah. the cheesiest like Wayne bars, like is what my what I was about whenever it, back in those days. But yeah, then eventually, eventually it be, got to where it was like, man, I want to just like double entendres, triple entendres, just like as many bars as I can in four bars. Like each every set of four bars has got to all play into each other, like somehow like every word that's said in each four bars has to have something to do with has to be a metaphor and assembly mixed into a double entendre yeah. mixed into something yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, not, that's, not, that's not every song but that's just kind of like out like that's kind of like the goal when it comes to like those songs where you're just barring out you yeah. know just, yeah because I, I think wayne kind of did because i mean all right those bars have all they've always existed but it's like wayne did make that kind of uh or he, he brought that into a huge resurgence, I guess, because people were calling that for a while, uh, punchline rap, where it was like, he would say something and it's like, da, 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 da. And then that would kind of like close it off, almost like a joke or something. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah. oh. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that type of drink. And and that's definitely what I remember it being called. But I remember telling myself and you know probably mentioning it to somebody else. But that's a a Facebook status. Like like every little Wayne bar is a Facebook status. It's like some shit you could post online and be like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I get it. people. People, yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, I, I relate to that and like share it and shit. Exactly. Yeah, yeah like uh, it, it, it's see this. There's a I think a form they call. I'm 14 and this is deep. It's like it's like something like that. Like oh man, this hits so different, bro, because of the way that it sounds and I and I think this is really cool and I think this is really deep and I'm I'm 14 so. Yeah, everything's like that at the moment. So I I think there might be one person in this world that doesn't get what he just said. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's got to be at least one person that doesn't get what he just said. Like, it went over their head. But yeah. I understand it, so yeah, it, I'm elevated now. Yeah, and, and because the, yeah, exactly, and because they don't get it, or because I trick myself into thinking that they don't get it, I feel important. Yeah, this is my I, life. <laughs> And that's exactly, that's everything Lil Wayne has ever said in a song. Yeah. See, what Wayne was really talking about was Holly Grove. And then somebody would walk up and be like, no, bro, he tells about Holly Grove and he'll just say it. No, man, see, you don't get it. Like when he was talking about weed. It's deeper than that. It's deeper than that. Yeah, it's it's deeper. (laughs) When he said weed, he was talking about the the weeds that didn't grow in Holly Grove because he, he lives in the projects. And that was like the wars, bro. And like, there wasn't no fucking, there wasn't no forest in the wars, man. You'd be like, bro, what? <laughs> it's like, like, you reaching, you reaching too hard right now, man. The, 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 they're ready to die over that, over that explanation for that one song. And it's like, because they got to, they got to. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, people, people attach themselves to things. So yeah, that, yeah. Like that's for everything, really, when you think about it. But, but yeah, man, um, Basically, yeah. Like, I guess when it comes to to writing music, yeah, <clears throat> I don't know. I, it because we're we're coming off of this this place where the beat was pretty much like law. You know what I'm saying? Right. Where, like the beat pretty much carried everybody. Because <clears throat> see, before that, like Wayne and them, they kind of brought in this time of you know being clever with your lines and you know having good bars, bar for bar, while also being uh good with the flows um drake for a while was pretty much just a sing song you know i'm in my feelings type guy until he came out with um if you're reading this it's too late then everybody finally started seeing him as like a good spitter right and 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 like a little bit more relentless yeah yeah and then it was kind of like the whole back-to-back situation and everything else after that but then you had the migos and then you had like the i guess the pop meme music that came out and after that, for a lot of those guys, as you've heard me state plenty of times, like I said, the beat pretty much carried them. But yeah. see, now we're kind of shifting off more so back to bars and people, I guess, like J.I.D. and the people who can ride the beat, you know, people who can like flip around and, you know, do all types of, uh, I guess, do all like put different similes and all the types of crap together while at the same time, like, I guess, elevating their voice and dropping it and, you know, literally, like what what people call riding the beat, right? Like that's kind of become a big a bigger thing now. So yeah, it's it's one of those things, that, and it may switch back over maybe like in, in ten more years. But who knows? Who knows? But who knows? Like maybe in ten more years, alternative music may be the most popular thing again. 
your boy MGK out there. <laughs> Bring it, bring it back, uh, bring it back, bring it back, Blake 182. Bro, <coughs> dude, people can say what they want. Bring it back, some 41. Dude, I can say what I want. I can say whatever the fuck I want. And for some reason, MGK is that guy. He, like, he's got, he, he, people who, like, totally are, like, crackheads about, like, Oh man, punk, uh, pop punk, man. You know, like emo music and pop punk music. MGK is just trying to capitalize off of a lesser, you know, like, shut the fuck up. Shut your ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> people saying, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm halfway joking, but people have a problem with the fact that he put out a punk, a uh, pop punk album. Well, cause see, I think, I don't think people have a problem with that. I mean, I think what people really have a problem with is, is, is him. Wait, what's that? You said it's him? Like people are more pissed at the fact that it's him? Yeah. I think that's what it really comes down to. Because I mean, like, all right, music is, it's a, uh, it's cyclical, you know, it's cyclical, whatever, however you want to pronounce that word. But like, you know, things pop up and they, and then they, uh, you know, lose reverence and, and then they, then they get big again. Um, so I, I guess for MGK, a lot of people just clown on him because they were like, yo, Eminem screwed you over. And then <laughs> he, put, people were like, he, he, he made you jump genres. Like that's basically what he did. But I mean, oh, damn. Uh, I didn't, I didn't even think about it like that. Cause that's, I mean, when you think about it, that's kind of what happened. Like, I ain't trying to like, you know, write on the boys parade or nothing like that, but he did act a fool and then use clout as a means to try to like pass off his next big, uh, his next big mixtape. And then it failed. And then like right after it failed, I'm a punk rock kid. Well, see, then again, I think he was always kind of going in that direction though. Like he's had a few mixtapes and, a few songs that he he brought out that uh were kind of heading in the more um I guess alternative lane. So I wouldn't say he just kind of like did this out of nowhere. I think he's always had an interest okay. in it. Okay, you see, I, I was yeah, that's what I was about to say. As I was say, like let's let's not get uh, too ahead of ourselves. MGK does successfully have a handful of hand like irons in the fire, like different yeah. fires, like. And I'm not just trying to shoot him bell because I love to crack jokes about him because as a rapper, he like peaked out, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he really did peak out. Like I, and he's going to come back and his next album is going to be like, yeah, the EST, like, let's go. Like I'm getting the EST. Lace up, lace up, homie, lace up. Yeah. He's going to be right back into that shit again. Yeah. He's going to run off that for another two years, but with that being said, dude, coming from me wholeheartedly, like I wish I had the money to fund myself to be able to like record my own album that is all like rock influence, like rock. Well, and, it, you know what I'm saying? Like I wish yeah, I could. But do see, that. And, on, and on top fun. of that, though, but like he, he's been getting his hands into <clears throat> it with just different people and stuff. Like, um, like he, you've seen he, him in those. He, dude, he's, he's been he's, on pop radio. Like he's, he's he's been yeah he's been in different movies. He's he was in what the, like uh that Netflix film about 
No, it wasn't Led Zeppelin. It was about like some old fucking 80s band or something. I think you and Brittany had watched them once. Molly Crew. Yeah, Motley Crew. Yeah. yeah, like he was he was in that uh in that movie and I mean like so he's been I think he's been like gradually growing towards that. Yeah, because see the people that he has on the album and he's been working with people like Halsey and um, yeah, uh, yeah. this this other kid, um this dude named Youngblood or something who who's pretty much like one of the biggest names in I guess alternative new rock music. And you he's he's like he's like the uh the Justin Bieber in the UK, but like for I all wouldn't current, even, but like I all wouldn't even say Justin Bieber because I mean like the dude he ain't he, he's not pop. I wouldn't necessarily like call him pop. He's more like uh, so he's pop like pop with if with they had like, if there was a Justin Bieber for alternative kids in the UK, that's, yeah, that's what he'd be. Yeah, that that's pretty much what he is. It's like I heard him like he had a song with uh with Aussie and it was actually a pretty good song. Like I ain't gonna try to take nothing away from the dude, but no, no, for sure. But yeah, but uh, but yeah, but like he knew what he was doing though. Like MGK, like he was already dabbling with those certain people. So it was going to be a matter of time before he ended up releasing his own rock song or whatever, or his own rock album. Yeah, yeah, and it's like even even like you know, like I said, just to shoot him some bell. I mean, even when I first discovered him, like he, he was big on like like punk rock and shit. Like he's always been on that vibe. Like yeah. Talking about some punk rock and blah blah blah, and talking about like he, when he saw Blink One Eight Two for the first time live, he's like, "I never thought this would be able, I would ever be able to see them live." He's like, "And I did, and it was awesome." <laughs> you know, like, like yeah, he, yeah. So, MG, yeah, so he, he's MGK definitely has lived the life and gotten what he deserves out of you know whatever. It's but it's, it is easy to make fun of him because it just makes him look like it really does make him just look like some corny ass fucking dude that like rapped really hardcore for like 10 minutes and then just decided that he was going to do all the poppy shit and like play the games at all the fuck. Yeah, because I mean, for for people who actually listen to different rock music and stuff, like, come on, like those are some of the most basic guitar riffs you can ever have. It's the dun 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 you know? <laughs> yeah, but we're in the same breath. Yeah. Like, it's punk rock. Yeah. Like, it's, it's pop punk. I mean, it's like... He that dude like, that nothing, I, that album is good. All, I'm not saying that I don't like the album. Like I like this. Like I've listened to seven songs off of that album, including the singles. And it's like, dude, the only the only one I like is uh, the one with him and Halsey. And the only reason I like that one is because Halsey actually sounds pretty good. Like ha- uh, hearing her sing in that sort of alternative voice, kind of, I was like, oh shit! And I said, like, all right, that's kind of impressive. Yeah, but I mean, like, like I said, not to knock it down, but yeah, like, it does go back into what you were saying, which is, it does kind of look bad. But in the same sense, I think that the guy is somebody who, he genuinely likes that sort of music. I don't think he just switched up because, oh, hip hop ain't the thing no more. Right. I got my ass beating hip hop. I mean, I think that's, I think that's a little bit. I think, I think like at least maybe 40% of it is that. But you can tell, I don't think he's somebody that's trying to monetize all. But I think this may be his passion project. You know what I'm saying? Like Post Malone does stuff like that too. Like he he listens to like Johnny Cash and all of the kind of stuff. Like these people, if anything, I think we spoke about this before, but I think what it is is that they use hip hop as a stepping stone in order to like get off into the stuff that they actually wanted to do, which may be punk rock or whatever. Because see, I mean, think of it at the time like 
punk rock really, when MGK was doing his own thing, punk rock was still pretty big or like, uh, the scene was still pretty big. Yeah. You know, uh, a day to remember and a few other bands were probably, were pretty much still running stuff back then. But see now, like that space is pretty much empty or, or at least mainstream wise. And so I think MGK kind of like slid right in a spot that's been pretty vacant for a while. Like I said, Youngblood and a few other people have been filling that uh, spot up, but MGK may bring it back. Not saying that I'm excited about that, but I... <laughs> I mean, hey, for, for what it's worth, it's like it would be kind of cool because of the sake of you're building up that industry. I mean, I'm sure all those those kids that still wear band T-shirts and go to shows whenever you can go to shows, they probably be like fuck you, MGK. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, because it was well, I mean, our culture. One thing, but one thing, they're not kids. <laughs> they're like they're our age, if not, if not older. And you know, they probably still listen to to Good Charlotte, or you know, they're probably like still listening to the oh, hey, the look. latest <laughs> Under Oath CD that came out. <laughs> Alex, Alex, I got to tell you something. There is no one still listening to Good Charlotte. Man, bro, listen, bro. I, I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> there is nobody that is man. pulling up Good Charlotte and it's like, everybody, if you want to have a dump when you want to have a dump, everybody. I don't know. Hey, hey, hold up. You know damn well you were rocking with that song back in the cut. They had some, oh. they had some pretty good songs, but Blake. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Blake, t- I'm talking shit, bro. I'm talking shit. But but yeah. I know the melody. But yeah, Blake. <laughs> definitely. Like, what it is is that that genre is falling to the purposes there. But see, oh. I mean, when you think of it, and it isn't necessarily because people, the, the fans aren't there. I think the fans are still there. It's just that the media or the mainstream isn't rocking with it anymore. Like I said, mainstream has moved on to more hip hop and rap. Which is once again kind of funny, because like I said, it's kind of like MGK left rap when rap was popular to move over to rock because rock is no longer popular. Yeah, well, but in the same breath, I mean, and, and he got into rap when rap was not popular. Back when rock was more popular, <laughs> it's interesting the way it plays out, right? I mean, yeah. ultimately. Ultimately. But I mean, but I mean, it is what it is. Cause I mean, there are actually like a uh, pretty good bands that came out with it, like, um, Hot Milk. I, yeah, I, I, I heard but it. Ain't none of that shit hitting on the way that a fucking MGK album is. An MGK, they, there was Rolling Stone said the, the people who gave birth to a new wave of rock music, the king and queen of rock in 2020 was Miley Cyrus and MGK. And think Molly Cyrus. Yes, she was the queen of rock. If you listen to her last album, it is a rock album, and it is fucking amazing. I'm not saying that just because it's Molly Cyrus, because I don't even she she has no skin, like no thickness on her bones. Well, what? <laughs> oh, 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 why are we going to that? Oh, you're right. My she bad. got no ass. But no, I'm just telling you, it's not an illusion. I'm just saying, like, I'm telling you that I'm not I'm not being full of shit. You can look it up. Miley Cyrus's album is is badass. It's driving ass rock music. Like it, it comes from a different is a different vibe than the whole MGK thing. But yeah. the king and queen of rock music in 2020 were Miley Cyrus and Machine Gun Kelly. 
Because okay. machine. See, I can I can understand. I can understand Miley Cyrus. Okay. Because I mean, she she actually has that voice. Like, I, I'll give it that. But MGK, I mean, there are better bands. I'm just saying. It's it's I'm, not it's not fair for me to say this to you because I know me and you both don't have like people on hand that we would say. But who would you nominate better to be the king of rock and roll music in 2020? anybody else but see then again like the problem is is that we would have to get outside of our bubble you know what i'm saying no no we could could stay in our bubble the thing is is you could stay in your bubble but the problem is not everybody is in your bubble it's like when you think about the amount of people who heard mgk make pop punk music which is not a popular genre of music MGK, no. MG, even, even let's just say Blink-182. Like, there's only so many people on the planet that listen to Blink-182. But there's a fuckload of people that listen to Machine Gun Kelly release a pop-punk album. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and with Miley Cyrus, she's, she's famous as shit. Like, she really is famous. Like, she's, she's big time famous. But... Yeah. She released an album, like, and she's got songs that sound like that were co-produced by Billy Idol. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he had, she had Joan Jett and the Heartbreakers on her album, like writing music for her. Like she had like actual, like classic rock, you know, not, not talking about like Led Zeppelin or Leonard Skinner or Pink Floyd, but like in the midnight hour, they want more, more, more. You know, like these different people produced, you know, whatever. And in all yeah. honesty, you could call Blink One Eight Two, you know, classic rock as well because they've been around for longer than twenty years. So, Travis Barker co-producing the uh, Machine Gun Kelly album, kind of yeah. And see, yeah, like in that in that sense, yeah, because I mean, he's basically like that's what I mean. Like MGK is just filling the slot. That has not been filled in a long time. He's just taking the the <clears throat> place of Blink One Eighty Two or some Forty One, like early two thousands pop punk rock. Right. So I guess in that case, you can say that like maybe he has he may be the king of rock because of that. But if if the goal if the goal was to bring attention to uh, uh, genres of rock music that are highly ignored or avoided. Yeah. But there was attention brought to it, then yes, MGK very much so deserves that for 2020. I'm not saying he's, I'm not saying he's the Elvis of our time. I'm just saying for the. No, because, well, because like he's, he was, he was popular in hip hop and he was able to successfully go over to the other side. And actually make a decent pop punk album. That's, that's why. Well, I, I think a lot of people would have probably thought that it was going to be trash, but it wasn't. It was, I guess, I guess good enough. Right. It was great. But the thing is, the, I think the thing that makes it more hilarious to me and makes me want to champion him the most is the fact that he had to go to rap music to become a star. And then in order for him to get attention making pop punk music, he had to go to rap music and become a star. And then he was a white man, a white man who came back to pop punk music. 
and made a pop punk album. He had the number one rock album in the world. One uh, for like three weeks. I don't know. I think it was like two or three weeks. The number one Billboard chart album, rock album, was his pop punk album, Machine Gun Kelly, the rapper. Yeah, but see, that's but it but it comes from a place. <clears throat> it comes from a place of sheer popularity. Absolutely, that's the only. That's, that's what it is. But it's the fact of the matter, though. Yeah, it's the fact of the matter that it's like. So you had to go to rap music in order to get to where you could have this much popularity rapping that you could come back and have this big of a rock album. Well, you had that much infamy. Well, when you think about it, when you think about the fact that when we were kids, it would be like you would leave your rock band, which I don't think it's ever happened. You would leave your rock band to go to a rap, to go release a rap album that would be able to get the number one plays. And you know, I mean, but yeah, that's, that's kind of what I said, which is like, he got in, he was in rap music back when rap music was climbing. You know, it it wasn't quite yet to the popularity that it is right now. It was getting up there though. Like, you know, this was during, uh, like Waka Flocka and everybody else, you know, when Migos first started to get into the game, like 2013, 2014. Yeah. 2011, whatever. 2012. Yeah. Yeah. 2012. During those times. He was getting into it when rap was slowly climbing up. And now he's leaving as rap is at his peak, what I would say. Yeah, but he's not. He didn't raise yeah. with, with the rest of hip hop. Yeah. So it was like he, I would say. Machine Gun Kelly is not famous because he raps. He's famous because he takes pretty pictures and does a really good scene. No, but, I, no, but see, I, I would say the, like, I ain't going to take that away from him. I would say like he, his latest up album was actually pretty good. And he has some pretty good songs. A like, as a rapper, he is he's decent. a great rapper. I'm just saying he's he good. I wouldn't say he was one of the best, but he can hold his own. Right, and I feel you. And like I said, though, and people, uh, there there will come a time when people say that MGK uh, is an underrate is underrated as a rapper. Because of the fact that it's, but that's why I was saying he's not famous because he's a rapper. Like he, no. or he he's not the the kind of famous he is now because he's a rapper. That mm-hmm. he's he's got plenty of songs where he's like, "I'm on my own, me and my girl doing our thing in the <laughs> world," you know. Like, and he's got some chick on the hook going, "Summer in the summer." I know, oh, I know, I know exactly what song you're talking about too. You know that like, he's I, got like he's got like three of those songs. Like each album he puts out, he has one of those songs on it. And if it ain't broke, don't break it. You got to get on the radio. You know what I'm saying? I feel you. I'm not mad. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was like at the time it was, uh, those were like radio hit songs where you had like the, the, the wispy chicks singing in the background with, with a rapper coming in singing some kind of halfway singing some boys talking I about some, yeah. the way you lie. <laughs> Hold up now. That was I can't tell you what you <laughs> Yo, that whole album. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll say M was probably like one of the only the few ones that I actually kind of liked that did that. But no, we'll think he, about it. He uh, did that. He did that every album. Yeah. After Encore, every album after Encore, he, yep. did, he had that song where he like went stupid hard about a girl, and it's yep. like, and it and it or, did it and, and, and abuse it or something. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's like I'm not afraid. Yeah. I'm not afraid was a really big song though, and it yeah. didn't have anything to do with the chick specifically. Yeah, that was just about him getting over drugs or something. But, but yeah, but like, good point to that. It's like MGK would have those songs, but 
they wouldn't hit like that. They would not hit that hard. It's kind of like they were good, but they were not on that level for whatever reason. I don't know what the hell it was. Maybe it was because of the singing or whatever else. I would even say Bob, you know, B.O.B. and Haley Williams, the whole airplane song, that because that was another one of those uh, alternative mix hip-hop songs. That even went harder than half the songs MGK put out that were like that. That's a different level though. <laughs> that that's like a that's like a different level of uh Yeah, I, I guess I guess so because at the time BOB was one of the biggest rappers and Haley Williams was I was about great. to say, like honestly, if you want to get down to the nitty gritty, that really was all like very contrived. Like it was made to be a hit song. Like it was, yeah. it was that made, was Nickelback. <laughs> yeah, it was very Nickelbacky. Yeah, like for rap music, and that's actually really unfortunate for Bob, and it's also unfortunate that he believes in flat Earth. <laughs> Please tell me you've heard about that, because bro, I, man, I mean, I know, I know, he went off the reservation for a while. That's it. Oh, dog, no. If you go back and look at his interviews, there's a reason why, like that, they won't just let him just do whatever he wants. Like he yeah, deserves, he, he's had he some hot songs and he's a great artist, very introspective. And also like, just, he had, he, he's, he, he talks about some, a very wide variety of things in his actual music outside of his singles. But dude, I'm sorry. Like earth is not flat. And if you think that earth is flat and not just that, Dude, he got a lot of bad pub for saying that the Earth was yeah, like like, like all right, Earth. Okay, I understand. Earth is it's not it, it ain't flat. He's just the most popular one, and he. I guess he. I guess you can kind of say like that's what I was kind of trying to go for when I was saying if it does swing back, if the pendulum ends up swinging back, you can say it may be because of MGK. Like he may be the face to bring pop punk back. But as I said it before, like. It's been here. You know, you had bands like, like I said, the dude Youngblood or uh, some other group came named uh, Hot Milk. I guess you could say Knuckle Puck. Like alternative music has still been churning, but it's just on the low because, like I said, mainstream hasn't, mainstream hasn't, you know, been showing it off like that. I mean, dude, when, so, we, were, when we were growing up, there were, we, we, we honestly, we take for granted the fact that we had, all the bands and the couple handful of outlets that like would bring you over, you know, but the thing is, is like now you have a lot of uh, things that will kind of keep you in the middle. Like there's, yeah. And it seems seems like it also seems like now we live in a sound where it's like only one genre can reign at one time. Kind of like, it seems like only one female hip hop artist can be big at a time. Cause see when we were, Kids like you know we would listen to Taking Back Sunday, then we switch over to go to Gorillas, then we switch over go to you know Jay Z, then we switch over go to Kanye West. It was like there was a room for everything to exist in in one outlet, but now it's just kind of like no, it's only hip hop and only a specific type of hip hop. Like I said, so maybe MGK. I, I guess Every, when he, everything outside of that that has a good melody is championed like by the same people who champion hip hop so it gets adopted into hip hop. Yeah. It gets absorbed there. There now you have people like uh little white boy from Australia. I forgot his name already. 
His name is Little White Boy from Australia. No, the fucking little the kid that sounds like Juice World 2.0. Oh, uh, Kid Lowry. Kid, La- Kid Lowry. Kid Leroy. Yeah. Kid Leroy. Kid Leroy. Yeah, a, he, dude, I, I I sit here and I'll hate on him all day, but the boy is killing it. His music, no, like, his music is great too. Yeah, I mean, it's like a, it's like I told you about him before. Like he he has a, a an expansive voice. Yeah. To where, like, if he, if he went over an alternative, he could actually do pretty good too. Because he has that weird droning, bitchy sound. you know that that's why he's long droning. He's got a song. That, yeah, he's got a song that plays on the top forty station, and it's it's like it's called "Without You." It's like "Without You," and I say, yeah, it's like we talked about it before, like how how like uh, Uzi Vert kind of did this when he made EXO tour. Like he was able to like bridge that. I guess he was able to bridge what is clearly a rock song uh, hook. You know, the whole, um, the hook from EXO to a life. Yeah. That is clearly a rock song hook. Absolutely. Like the tone of it, everything about it is like that. Juice World did that a few times too. I guess everybody tells about Lil oh, Peep doing that sort of stuff too. A, I was going to say, it's a thing now for sure. There's plenty of songs yeah. that have done that. I yeah, mean, whereas people like t- taking, taking the sort of cadences that you would hear in a Juice an alternative World. song and then adding it to a uh, hip hop beat. Juice World got famous off of a, stealing a yellow card song. <laughs> I mean, if you really think about it, Juice World got got famous off of stealing music from the police and from Yellow Card, all in one song. I still hear your shadow, or I still see your shadows in my room. Can't take back the love that I gave you. Easier said than done. You said you were the one. I've been the bond. No, can see. All right, you want to you want to know the way that they sing is the way that we used to pick on like the whole white yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah, That's that. Right. That's how they sing, but they do it seriously. That's how they do it. It's like in my room when I sit around and I go home. You, gotta, I open, just, you gotta you have to open your mouth up really wide. My yeah, world is broken. <laughs> I, I'm so sad all the time. With a little, like yeah, but 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 they all but they all do that now. Like yeah, so oh, Juice no. World. I got one, and I and I guess maybe that's why MGK. I guess maybe that's why he's doing so well with it because I mean his voice is that. Yeah. He has that voice. And, and see, for me and, personally, and I feel actually, like it's not a good actually, voice. But. He's actually making that kind of music. It's not like he's just yeah. trying to cross it over or steal a melody from this and that. You can see, I mean, in my opinion, I feel like he sounds better as a rapper. I feel like he has more of a rapper voice. But it, it does kind of lend itself, the way that he's stretching his vocals, they do kind of lend themselves to rock music. Because, I mean, he has, like, a deeper tone voice, but he'll be like, yeah, so I was out and me and my girl, and I wanted to love her. <laughs> but for some reason, it, it slightly worked. So, yeah, I, that's what I mean. I think I think he saw, I think he saw the shift. I think he saw Juice World. I think he saw Kid Leroy. I think he saw all these different, uh, these different people. I think he was like, all right, now's the time. 
So I give him that. I, I think he, he he saw the shift and he was able to like jump into it. He capitalized on it in a good year to do. Yeah. It. Yeah. My name's MJK. Yeah. Is she is she arguing with me and that was a lie. Da, 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 Going back to the conversation we had earlier, I'm not going to lie. Like when I, when I think about it, it's like, uh, like if I had the money, yeah, dude, I would make like the coolest, like rap, like borderline metal album of all time. Like I would just get like all the people that I've known forever and people that I don't know to come in and just record like guitars and like help write riffs for like a yeah, rap album. But like the the problem with that is that metal is still too niche. Like that's the issue with it. I think I would say the only people who have been able to bridge metal like that is probably bring me the horizon. Well, that's it. what I'm saying is like the whole point is the reason why that that is not made by somebody in high quality is because there's no ROI. Like the ROI is going to be fuck all. The return on investment is fuck all. If MGK yeah. really wanted to, like, and he was like, we don't have to worry about making any money off of this and we don't have to worry about, you know, keeping some standard of who we are. We could take our time and spend X amount of money, infinite amount of money on making the best like metal slash rock slash rap album of all time. You know what I'm saying? Like, Think about that, like, and I'm I'm saying shoot for the stars, like if you could just name off names, but like, what if you had like of a, a solid ass verse from Lil Wayne where he sounded like he cared, and he was on there with <laughs> with the vocalist of Slayer, <laughs> like somehow, like the guitarist and the vocalist of Slayer produced co-produced this this record with fucking. Mike Dean and Paul McCartney and Lil Wayne from there as well. You know what I'm saying? Like that would be sick. Sick. But the reason why that kind of stuff doesn't happen is because there's not enough money in the world to make that happen. Well, well, it's it's not enough money, but also it's like, those are two different cultural aspects. Like you are talking about two wholly sell different groups of people, but also like the sounds just wouldn't mesh. Like we've seen that happen before. Like uh Wayne has tried rock before and it, it kind of worked a little bit, kind of. <laughs> but like you remember when he linked up with Fred Durst? Hey, that shit went hard, dude. That was the thing. He did a song with yeah. Skit and like I don't know for what reason they did it, but the song that he did with Lint Biscuit was gas. Like that song was the shit. Yeah. Even the version That's what I mean. It's the version that doesn't have Lil Wayne on it is still the shit, but it's also Limp Bizkit. Yeah, like, they, so it, it works to a certain extent, but it still, it still is what it is. You see what I'm saying? It's like, that, that makes, that makes the people, you would get a certain sound, and that's the sound that you would get. It is literally, the sound that you would get is literally what you just described. Slayer, Wayne, Paul McCartney. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it would it would be that sort of situation. I would say like the only the only grouping that I remember that actually seamless seamlessly did that had to be Lincoln Park and Jay Z. And I know that's my bias coming through, but still like I've not 
heard anybody mix it like they did. But see, that's because Linkin Park was already rapping any damn way, though, so. What is, like, the worst... Let's do the movies. What's the worst movies that, like, you knew that you shouldn't watch, and then you went into it and you watched it anyway? Man. All right. Uh, damn, I just saw this earlier today, too. I guess recently, like... I mean, could it be, like, a guilty pleasure or whatever? Like, you... Sure, it, it can do, really do, do you mean do you mean something where it's like you knew it was gonna be trash, but you enjoyed it slightly anyway, even though you knew it was gonna be trash? Yeah. Man, I don't know, bro. Like I remember I went to the movies to go see uh The Last Witch Hunter. You know that Vin Diesel movie? Yeah. And I came out of it and I was like, I got what I needed. <laughs> like, like I said, I knew what this was gonna be. And it was all right. Anybody else would probably say this movie was trash, but Wait, it was. So you're saying the last witch hunter was all right? You like you you liked that movie? I only saw it once, so I probably didn't like it. But I went to the movies to go see it, and you know, it was one of those things that was like we didn't have nothing else to do, and they were like, "Yo, you want to go see the last witch hunter?" And I was like, "All right, cool." That was pretty much the topic. Oh no, but I mean like. Uh, I remember when we were younger and you, you used to have us rent fucking dumbass movies that went nowhere. Yeah, every movie we rented was that. And, 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 and at the time, I remember thinking to myself, like, why do you want to watch this? Because I remember I, we almost argued in Blockbuster about this. So I was like, cause I, I, wish, I think I got Nick and Orr's Infinite Playlist or something. And you had got some movie called 666 Return of the Beast. And I remember I was like, "Yo, what the fuck is this?" Oh my like, god! Get- See, that was that was already at the at Laura Richie's house there. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, but I remember, that was the same night we watched the Doors movie. Yeah, we we watched Doors, and I think and it was another that, time we had like watched hey, Rambo or something. Hey, don't lie. But you were like this. Yo, don't Doors went hard. That Doors movie opened our eyes to a lot of shit. <laughs> we were like, "What? Like this is crazy." <laughs> I was asleep. <laughs> well, yeah, you was, I mean, dude, when we had, big, when we had big gatherings at Laura and Richie's house, it was always a vibe. Like yeah. it was, it was never, never a bad time. It's like, there could be some crazy shit going on outside, but inside in the living room, you can just hang out like it's Gucci. You know, you're yeah. safe. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just remember waking up and seeing everybody walking around in the desert. And I was like, I've long lost, <laughs> I've, I've lost fucking planet. I've lost. This was four a.m. because I think the movie was just playing at one point. I was like, "Damn, this movie's long." But uh, but yeah, like th- that sort of stuff. Like you know, you always have that one friend that's like, "Yo, we're watching this because it's stupid," or we're watching this because it's trash. Yeah. Now I remember that was that one movie, like that damn six six six. We'd be like, "No, dude, we gotta watch this." I was like, "Shame, why, man?" <clears throat> I said, I said, it's, I was, it's not I that said, fucking we, serious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, bro, why, why? And I remember, like, I was like, Nick and Noise is a pretty good movie. Why don't we all watch that? And I think they said something about, like, Straight Edge in the movie. Y'all, like, Straight Edge. And I didn't get it at the time. Yeah. Like, I was like, what the fuck is Straight Edge? And I remember you guys, like, haha, yeah, dude, the scene. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck the scene is. I'm like, I'm, I'm not in it like that. But yeah, like, those sorts of, uh, films. Like I have friends who who be like, we're gonna watch this T 
terrible movie because it's terrible. And sometimes you may get a laugh out of it, especially if you're drunk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of course. (laughs) The the, the CGI is bad, that sort of thing. But I don't know, man. Because I think... uh, Personally, for me, I don't know. Like, I, I, I try to avoid movies like that. Usually, I watch them with everybody else. I watch them like with different friends. Cause I remember like James and uh and Sam and me. We used to we did a run of that for a while. We watched these really really bad horror movies for the fuck of it. Oh my god! Hold on, total change of subject. But did I tell you that I just did a podcast with Sam? Have I talked to you? Have I talked to you since I did the podcast with Sam? Oh no, I did a po- I, well. I didn't do a podcast with Sam, but uh, okay. Well, I did, but uh, oh my god, this kid Shane Houston. Have you met him before? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay, well he he is Sam's roommate. They live together now. Okay. Uh, and we did a podcast together and it was, uh, I, I named the podcast called, it was like metal men and memories, but, okay. uh, but it was mainly because Shane, the other guy, Shane, he's from here, uh, or more or less he's from here and he plays music, but he moved to Arizona, but he moved back during the, uh, after the, uh, the pandemic shit started. Damn. And, uh, I mean, cool ass dude or whatever. And, Sam's cool too. It was the first time I ever actually talked to him. But dude, the whole podcast is riddled with us like shouting out uh Hillian Hideout. So Oh for real. <laughs> well, cause I, I shouted out the podcast and then Sam like went hard on it too, because you know, him and James, I guess, have been boys for a while. Yeah. And uh he's like the shoe is I think uh last time I saw Sam, he was on yeah, he was on like one of the first episodes we had did about uh The Last of Us Two, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And that that's what I was telling him. I was like, dude, I've never talked I've never actually talked to you before, but I've heard about you since way before the podcast cuz you've always talked about him and James used to you know, I've heard talked to James about him a couple of times. So it's just really funny to think that like, oh man, I'm doing a podcast with a guy that like I would have I would have done a standalone podcast with uh with him himself. But it was pretty yeah. cool. Because yeah, yeah, he's a cool dude. Uh, you know, you remember me telling you how I was like doing the whole like everybody gets to like getting people to fund the last project. Yeah. Well, Shane was one of the people who you know donated the money to do a song or whatever. Oh damn, that's what's up. Yeah, so it worked out pretty cool. Small world, I guess. You know, I mean, Macomb, but, small town. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But it was still pretty cool because I got to kind of almost kill two birds with one stone. Like it was really cool to be able to uh, have a little bit of conversation because we talked about like Norwegian death metal and, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he's about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he definitely knows a lot about a lot more about it than I expected. Like that conversation lasted a little longer than I thought it would. But I was glad it did because that's kind of good content when you start talking about Norwegians cutting up people's heads and shit. Yeah. He he tried to put me on several different documentaries, and I'm like, bro, I don't. I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I I'm not in that world like that. But yeah, like he he was deep in that. But um, but yeah, like me, him, and James, we used to watch a crap ton of like weird offshoot movies for for the fuck of it. 
Yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah, but I, yeah, so I would say, like, for me personally, that's, uh, that's probably where the buck stops with that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't really watch. Like I said, the last witch on it, yeah, that was trash, but <laughs> I don't know. I mean, well, what about you? <laughs> personally, when it comes to those, uh, sorts of, uh, films, like, what would you say was trash and you knew it was going to be trash when you watched it? But you were just like, ah, it ain't that bad. Besides that damn six six movie. Oh my god. Let's see. Have you ever have you ever seen Jeepers Creepers too? Yeah. I guess I actually I guess Jeepers Creepers two wasn't that bad of a movie. Like you knew what to expect and you got mm. Yeah, I went to the movies on my, I saw it on my 14th birthday. <laughs> like, I actually like Jeepers Creepers too. You know, now that I think about it, like, I can't really think of a movie that I saw that I was like, you know, this is movie's probably going to suck, and it actually sucked. Yeah. Like, because for me, like, watching a movie is like, you know, like, retaining information. It's like, oh, yeah. well, you know, at least I got to see that. Now I know. That it's, and most of the time, if I sit, if I'm going to sit down and watch a movie that's two to three hours long, then I'm going to be focused on it and I'm going to try to get the most out of it as I can. I've actually been watching, uh, I've been trying to make a point to watch movies here lately and I've been on a mafia movie kick. I just watched Goodfellas this morning. Oh boy. This morning I watched Goodfellas. Like I woke up and me and Gideon got up out of bed. Or I went to use the bathroom and he watched his little stuff on TV or whatever. And then whenever I got out of the bathroom, I came and I got him and we came in here to the living room and we put on Goodfellas. And we, me and him both played with his toys and watched Goodfellas. But last night I watched Killing Them Softly with Brad Pitt. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie before, but yeah, I've heard of it. It's pretty fucking, you know, like one of those like oh. mediocre. A lot of, a lot of talk, but the action is like gruesome and it's just like violence, just like blood and everything. Uh, knock off Tarantino, like lazy Tarantino type stuff. Yeah. Like he was trying to get there, but it just, <laughs> it didn't work. Yeah. Like, like they, they're rushing through a lazy Tarantino experience. Oh, uh, uh, well, I would say, well, like, I guess shifting over, what would you say was um, what would you say was like a, a movie that you went in you had insanely high expectations for, but then you came out disappointed? Oh man! Now, on the record, you would probably not hear me say anything bad about it, but I was pretty disappointed in the Batman vs Superman movie. Oh, yeah, you and everybody else. <laughs> well, I mean, it seemed like everybody was kind of like expecting for it to suck when it came out. Yeah. So, I mean, but in my head, I was like, this this has got to be like the best ever because Batman and Superman are like the best ever, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, so this has got to be like the best movie out of all these movies. It's going to have to be the best one. And it really wasn't. Like, I'd rather watch like Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, uh, the third one, 
Like I'd rather see that than see Batman versus. You, you want to know? You want to know what's funny? Like since you brought that up, a lot of people were saying that's actually better than than what uh, people gave it credit for. Like there's a resurgence of people coming out and saying Spider Man Three was actually not that bad. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. Like, that, don't you just hate how the fucking internet works? <laughs> because I'm, it's like when when I had first watched it, I, I remember thinking that I was like, yeah, the worst part about it is that they maybe shouldn't have Venom in it. That was pretty much it. And yeah. of course, I guess the whole dance scene or, thing. But it, now it, people are kind of like, uh, what's that bad? If they were going to have Venom in it, they should have had Venom be like the main bad guy. Like he should have been, he should have got yeah. more attention because it's like what you're basically doing is setting it up to have Venom. But then it's like, there's no follow up. Like it should be, it should have yeah. been like where like he shows up in like the credit scene or something, you know, and then you've got like a whole another two movies with Venom involved as opposed to just being like, here's Venom. And then here's like, you know, his 12 minutes of screen time. <laughs> and now he looks weird. <laughs> Which, I mean, obviously hey. there's a new direction going with that now, but. I mean, man. Yeah, definitely. I, 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 but I had to say like, uh, I, I guess, I guess for me, um, the movie would probably have to be something that I went into and then I, it was probably the last Jedi. Sorry. Hey. Because see, all right, like with the bat with the Batman versus Superman one, I think kind of like what we were talking about with Cyberpunk, it was a lot of hype, right? It was kind of supposed to be the it was supposed to be the Avengers of the DC films. At the time. And I mean, it technically was. The best part about the movie was Wonder Woman. Hands down. For me personally. But I think when it came to that movie, I don't know, man. I guess it was, it had the opposite problem that Ghost Rider had. It was too dark. Or it was trying way too hard to be dark and gritty. Like when they're fighting each other and then they're like, Martha, my mom, his name is Martha too. Uh, okay. Well, no I'm way. With you. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, bro, this is stupid. I said, this is bad, man. The fight scenes is pretty good though, but I don't know. There were just certain parts I just felt like didn't need to be. But see, then again, I actually thought the Justice League movie was not that bad, but Batman versus Superman just screwed up everything. Like DC did not come back. Until Wonder Woman, well, the first Wonder Woman. Before that, Batman vs Superman pretty much ruined the whole damn DC films. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I mean, because it ruined the whole like. Okay, you got to fight the worst enemy in the whole of your possibility of people to fight, and. The, the hardest situation you had had nothing to do with that enemy. It had to do with you and your counterpart fighting over the fact that your moms had the same name. Yeah. Yeah, pretty That is, that is stupid. And that happened well, that happened in the first movie, like to build well, because 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 it was so petty, right? Like his reason for not 
liking him was because, well, Batman, I say, had a more personal reason. You know, the whole man is still movie when they're fighting each other and falling through buildings and everything's being destroyed. Bruce saw, I guess, uh, you know, Clark is a, is a threat. That was his whole thing. He sees him as a huge threat that needs to be taken care of. And I guess he needs to be the person to take care of it. Um, and Superman just didn't like Bruce because he thought Bruce was a narcissistic, crazed man that beats the hell out of people with his fist every night. That was the whole reason for not liking each other. They essentially didn't like each other because they didn't like how, how, uh, how they did the job. That was the whole premise of the film. Yeah, it's crazy. And thoroughly unacceptable. <laughs> yeah, but fucking whores. I would say a movie series that I probably like that I know a lot of people hate Transformers. I actually like the Transformers movies. Like all of them. Well, I like the first three. I don't know how I felt about uh, the Marky Mark era. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, I kind of felt like they were dragging out at that point, but I liked where they were going with it, though. I kind of want them at least to finish up a damn movie. But I don't know, dude. Like, uh, after that, I don't know. Like I said, I don't go out of my way to watch crazy movies. Not for real. But I guess going back to the whole, the movie that disappointed me was, uh, like I said, we had to be um, The Last Jedi. And it was more of a thing where it's like I had to go back and think about it. Like, I guess that was the problem for me. You see, when I was in the theaters, yeah, I enjoyed it, kind of. And then I actually got outside and I thought about the film. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And then it was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was the best experience I've ever had in my entire life. No plot holes, no nothing. Kylo Ren is the best villain of all time. <laughs> oh, my God. You signed Brittany now. She doesn't. <laughs> oh no! Brittany's obsessed with Homeboy, uh, Adam Adam Driver. Why? I don't. I have no clue. I can't figure it out. I, but I, I, can't, I can't hate on her because it's like, hey, you know, I like Scarlett Johansson. I don't know why. Yeah, but all right, hold up. Like, I can see Scarlett Johansson, bro. But then again, Scarlett Brittany likes Twilight. So. Scarlett Johansson has a pretty face. Yo, she got a nice body, so though. She she wears really 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 appropriate costumes that hug in certain places. Yeah, yeah, but it's like she's just a normal old chick. Not there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying. Then what's your draw then? <laughs> like why? What is your thing about Scarlett Johansson if she's just a normal chick? I think she's fine as hell. Either way. How can she be an old chick and be fine as hell? Wow, Alex. So it, what you're saying is you don't is, think it, it, is it is it is the normalcy? It, well, cause it, I mean, I'm just going off of your own definition. Like, is it the normalcy? Is that what makes her fine? Because I mean, personally speaking, I think she's just fine. Period. Like, I think she has a, no. She, no, I think she's attractive. I think she's very attractive. She's conventionally attractive. Yeah, that's fair. By the way, we support the Me Too movement. <laughs> Before it starts getting weird. Oh.
Yeah, uh, yeah, me too, bro. I'm gonna 